Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price, and welcoming back Tim Buck, motherfucking two. Welcome back, buddy. Happy birthday, dude. Appreciate it, appreciate it, man. We are happy to have you back. Lee did a good job filling in, but, you know, let's let's be honest. It's like if there was a strike in sports, you're not going to watch the backups. Everyone wants to come and watch the pros. We are happy to have Tim Buck, two back in the building. And we are ready to rock and roll. As you can see, I got, I got my, this is my at-home mic. I use this one at, for, at my house when we were doing Talking About Balls at Home, and I do my own podcast. This is my mic. Uh, I wanted to bring it to the station, use it for this new season. We've got NFL kicking off week one. Kyle and I are excited. We do our weekly picks. You guys know how that goes. Last year, I mean, any any deal we've had, Kyle so far hasn't been able to win. But uh, last year, he lost. So I've just been setting this like the, the false sense of security. What was the punishment I, I, I for last year again? Uh, what was the punishment for last year? Was it the hot sauce? No, it wasn't last year. No, that was two years ago. We did something else. I don't remember. Mm. We'll have to think about that. I don't even remember what the fucking Turn your mic. punishment was. Turn it which way? All the way around. And uh, right there. there we go. Now right we're here? cooking with gas. Are we good now? Yeah. Oh, that sounds so okay. much better. Yeah, All yeah. Right, so cool. I forgot what Kyle's punishment was, but uh, I told them before, it's like the first day of school. I got a brand new outfit on, new microphone, fucking stu- season week one, kickoff. Cannot wait. I'm so excited. We are ready to roll. And with that being said, Kyle, what's up? Nothing. I just started my uh, fantasy football draft. And oh, yeah. So I already see one thing I'm bitching about. They're giving five minutes per pick. That's absurd. What the fuck? Um, yeah. So for those of you listening, watching at home, whatever, uh, if you're listening to this later on the podcast, Kyle is doing a fantasy draft. Not by choice. He's doing a lot. They changed the time of his draft to 7 p.m a.k.a. the exact time Talking About Balls goes live, which, behind the scenes, we're pulling back the curtain a little bit, could be changing just to make sure we're going to see if some shows... We don't like overlapping here at Redline Radio, and rightfully so. If you're if you're watching any other TV channel, they don't play two shows at the same time. Obviously, everything gets their own individual section. We totally respect that. We at Talking About Balls totally respect uh, creativity and all that, and we want everybody to succeed here. So... We may be moving to 8 to 10, possibly. We'll keep you all posted. All right? Just throw it out there, though. Second pick was Justin Jefferson. Third pick, Jamar Chase. That's how this draft's going so far. Uh, Are there a lot of keepers or something? Are there, like, not? This is the first year of a keeper league. Okay, so, like, Christian McCaffrey. Who who went number one? Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. So, Derrick Henry was still there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you should be. And I, got, I mean, honestly, I've got five minutes to make a pick, so we're for, gonna have some choices. For here. every bad pick that happens before you, that just means one good player slides I, a little bit. So that, look at it that way. I can't believe this. All right, Kyle has the tenth pick. He's getting ready to draft. So let's, just again, keep that in mind if you're paying attention. If you're listening, when we stop to talk about a quick pick or whatever, that's gonna be what it's about. Oh but let's God. get right into it. Uh, of course, it always happens the minute we go off the air. For the most part. A f- big something big happens. It never happens on a fucking Tuesday or a Wednesday morning. It has to happen on Thursdays and Fridays, yeah. like the Deshaun Watson trade news happened on a Friday, like the recent Donovan Mitchell trade news happened on a Thursday. Welcome to Cleveland, Spider Mitchell. Now, I understand his nickname is technically Spider, but I am very white. 
I do not have any twang to my voice. What? I say spider. I can't help it. My buddies were already busting my balls because they're like, it's spider with an A. And I'm like, I can't say spider without oh, sounding so like you, a dummy. So you like that. that so I say spider. Spider will. Mitchell, that's that's it. Don't emphasize the Tim, uh. Tim, you hear this? You're spider. That, he's dropping that ER at the end there of the name. There you go. Name. <laughs> it's it's just, it just doesn't sound. Yeah, I, I can't help it. In my private life, I drop hard R's all the time. <laughs> But spider, spider. I don't know. It's just weird. It sounds spider. weird. To me. I'll weird, get used to it. Weird spider. how naturally that comes to your vocabulary over there. Oh, real spider. Weird. Very we just, hard we, R. We just, we just lost half our viewers. Thanks, you bitch. It's all right. We actually spider. gained some too in the South. I don't know how that happened, but we're the number one show in Alabama right Donald now. I don't Trump really understand it. The chat. <laughs> uh, but Donovan Mitchell was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers Dude, so in a. In a shocking, shocking news, like it, I didn't see it coming at all. Well, if you ask any New York Knicks fan right now, they still don't believe it. No, they they were already set up at the airport to pick him up. They they thought this trade was happening, and out of nowhere, all of a sudden, I get texts from you. I get texts from a bunch of people, and they're all like, "The Cavs just got Donovan Mitchell." I'm like, "What?" I, like I, I, I didn't think we ever stood a chance. Truthfully, well, when I first heard it, I'm like, "Okay," I was excited for like two seconds, but then I'm like, "Shit, what did we give up for him?" Like, who did we just lose in two to get this guy? I was afraid I mean, that we're going to lose. Nolan I've gotten to a or, point or, with Kobe uh, Altman where I just trust him. Sure. So sure. as soon as I heard Cavs got Donovan Mitchell, I didn't even hesitate of like, oh, God, what did it cost? My first thought was like, I'm curious to see what they gave up. But I wasn't really worried. I figured it was going to be spare parts. I, I didn't think, obviously, I didn't think Jared Allen would be included. I didn't think um, uh, Darius Garland or Evan Mobley, obviously, any of the core three. I didn't think there was a chance that any well, of those I guys were Allen going. I might have a chance because I, I knew that. I knew that to kind of replace Rudy Gobert, kind of right. kind of deal. I, I, I thought that he was <clears throat> a small chance of going, but no, that was one thing I was afraid of. I was like, what big name do we give up? But I mean, I, I know that the Cavs were the rumors were kind of going around at like maybe what two three weeks ago about them being in on the Mitchell trade, possibly him coming here. Yep. And we kind of all we talked about it. I think we're like, okay, that'd be great. But I mean. I don't think we have the parts to give up for them. They're not going to come to us. We're not going to be able to get them. Knicks have all the pieces and parts and money they want to give up for them. They're going to get them. But honestly, dude, I'm I'm so pumped for this trade. I initially thought it was the Knicks trade to have. The only issue was, or the only reason the Cavaliers were mentioned, in my opinion, was because they were using the Cavs as a little bit of a bait uh, to get the Knicks to, to up the price a little bit. That's all I really thought it was. I honestly thought they were just doing that because – they wanted the Knicks to add an extra draft pick or maybe add another player or et cetera, anything. And it turns out the Cavaliers were legitimately in this race to get Donovan Mitchell. And I was blown away. I had seen the rumors a couple of weeks ago that the Cavs were mentioned, and I didn't think it was actually going to happen. I had moved on. Honestly, wasn't even paying it any mind. I was kind of just going into the expectation of, we are going with this rookie, Ochai Ajabe, as our number three. Him, Isaiah, uh, or Isaac uh, Akuro. They would be the three, Karis LeVert at the two, Darius Garland at the one, et cetera. I really was just set on this current Cavaliers roster, and, and truthfully, I was kind of thinking, what the hell are we going to do? Because we still, you're hoping Ajabe is going to be that stud shooter, but it's not a guarantee with a rookie. So I was still a little skeptical, but at the same time, happy with the core, happy with the youngsters. To pull a trade like this off, and it only costs, you know, I have it all written down here. Hold on, before we get to oh, that, God. oh my God, that is much better, Tim. Thanks. That's why Tim's a true Jesus. professional. I'm on the clock, by the way. Okay. So, Cooper Cup's there. We got Devontae Adams, Swift, Alvin Kamara, Stefan Diggs, or Kelsey. Who would you think we go for? Oh, those, that's the top available? That's what I got right um, there, not available. 
I would probably Chubb's, Chubb's still there too, but I think Chubb is. I would probably go Cooper Cup if you're at ten. It's a PPR, I'm guessing. Yep. Yeah, I would go Cooper Cup. I mean, at that value, Cooper Cup in most leagues has been going top seven, give or take. You're getting him at ten. I I, I think that's a no-brainer. All right, Cooper Cup, off the board. Done. Done deal. Make sure you're jotting these down too, because you got to make sure you're you know filling up your roster properly and all that. We don't just want to go best player available, because then you might end up with like like ten wide receivers. Um. But, yeah, so the Cavaliers made this trade, and it only cost them Lori Markkinen, Colin Sexton, and, unfortunately, the rookie Ochai Ajabe. Three unprotected first-round draft picks. He was, here course, for, he was here for a cup of coffee, though. He was least. here. Was he here longer than uh, uh, what the hell's the kid that we traded for LeBron? Uh, oh, um, Wiggins. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins. Was he here longer than Andrew Wiggins? I think he was here shorter I can't remember when that trade happened. Wiggins. Was it shorter? Okay. No, because shorter. we at least made plans and jerseys were sold and bought. That's and whatever, true. Yeah, so. which I job, nothing even happened. We never. Oh yeah, that's right, because I think we got to see Andrew Wiggins play in a couple preseason oh, games. I'm back on the clock again. Okay, that was quick. Well, I'm in 10th pick, so it flipped around pretty quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got Swift, Diggs, Chubb, Barkley, Aaron Jones, C.D. Lamb, or Tyreek Hill. Read the top ones again, please. Swift, Diggs, and Chubb. I'm thinking Chubb here. I would because you, I don't you trust, need a running back. I don't trust Swift. I really don't. No, I wouldn't trust anybody from the Detroit offense. I wouldn't take another wide receiver here because you're going to run out of running backs. Barkley is right underneath Chubb, and I don't trust Barkley either. I like Barkley if he's healthy, but Nick Chubb has proven to be pretty healthy. I think also with the suspension of, of uh, Deshaun Watson, we're going to rely on the run game so much more this year. Right. And we don't have Baker fucking things up, turning the ball over. So Nick Chubb's a no-brainer. All right, we're going Nick Chubb <laughs> off the board. Cleveland Browns. See how I always can bring it back to Baker and the Browns. I just I make it work. Um <laughs> But, yeah, so it costs us three firsts, which, of course, in the NBA, you can't trade consecutive first-round picks, so it's every other year. So the Cavs have traded away three first-round picks, and we did a trade swap, first-round swap. So on those years, I forgot the exacts of the years, but on the years of the trade swap, basically, we get Utah's first, they get our first. Right. So that's the way it works, and that's not that much. For a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who, if I'm not mistaken, is 25 years old, still coming into his prime, he's a multiple-time All-Star. He is considered one of the best players in the NBA. We add him to this Cavaliers team who was without injuries on the cusp of being a top five seed in the East. They were so good last year. Right. And you add a piece like Donovan Mitchell when you're, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a good shooter. He's not a lights out great shooter, but he can get hot. He's a very big volume shooter, though. Too. He's a volume shooter. He can score. That's his, his, his best thing. He's not a lights out. He's not Steph Curry. You know, he's not going to be shooting it from half court. Also, his defense is a little lacking, but I like to hope that when he's here in Cleveland with J.B. Bickerstaff, with the guys around him like Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, who emphasize defense, I'm hoping he picks up a little bit of that and wants to incorporate that into his game. Because I know Karis LeVert struggled last year. He was here for half the season. Karis LeVert's number one issue, not a good defensive player. Right. Karis LeVert tried to step his defense up a little bit. Took him a while to get comfortable with being with Cleveland. I'm hoping that a full offseason is going to really help him implement everything. And I also hope that Donovan Mitchell is going to implement a little defense in his game. Mm-hmm. Sky's the limit for this team. I'm so excited for the Cavaliers. So, obviously, with, with every great thing, there's always questions that come with it. Right? Sure, sure. So, the couple of ones I'm thinking of top of my head are, are they going to get along in the backcourt? Are they going to blend well together You know, in the starting rotation? The other question is, is what else does Cleveland still need? You know, and we talked about this, I think, off air. We, I, They still need defense. They still need perimeter defense. They still need a solid three. Yeah. And how well are they going to play each other off the ball? Because both of them need the ball in their hands. They're both pretty good volume shooters to to score. I mean, who's going to take I think Garland's going to take Garland's the, shots uh, are gonna come down. the alpha. Okay. I think Garland's shots come down, but Garland's job as a point guard is going to expand. He'll get more assists okay. because of Donovan Mitchell. 
Um, I think Isaac Okoro will be your starting three because you can supplement his, excuse me, lack of offense. For his defense? For the defense because they counter with Donovan Mitchell's lack of defense and ability to score. So I think it's a really good fit. I think J.B. Bickerstaff's going to really be able to do some shit with this team, and I, I can't be happier. And in terms of them getting along, I think we have we have glue that's going to bring these guys together. Obviously, the rumor was Donovan Mitchell was ecstatic when he got the news. He was doing, um, he was you know yelling and screaming how happy he was on the golf course when he found out about the trade. And uh, this camera brings <laughs> out the looking. extra pounds. It's okay. Um, but I think. <laughs> Ricky Rubio, Kevin Love, you have these veterans that that these guys clearly love and respect in this locker right. room. They're going to make sure Donovan Mitchell gets along with everybody, and I don't think that's going to be a problem. I've never heard a bad thing about Donovan Mitchell as a teammate personally. So, so that was he so, was able to play with Rudy Gobert, who was considered one of the yeah. most hated guys in the NBA, and you never heard a peep about it. Maybe behind the scenes they hated each other. I think he's going to be just fine in Cleveland. So my next question, my my final question is the coaching is JB Rickerstaff. We like him, we love him. Yeah, is he kind of on a hot seat this year? So you're bringing this team together. They have a you have like one of the best rosters. I'd say top six, seven, and East. East is stacked. Yeah. Um, is there pressure on him to perform if he doesn't make the playoffs this year? If he does, is is he on kind of a pseudo hot seat by the end of the year? I mean, I would say absolutely. If you miss the playoffs, uh, Adam, what's up, Dave? What's going on? Nice to see you guys. What's up, Adam? Uh, so if you guys were a little late tuning in, we we have some news which we may may or may not be having to move to 8 o'clock, but we'll talk about that going forward. I just like to keep everybody in the same page. Um, other than that, Kyle's doing a fantasy draft, and we're doing great. Um, and we went black. And we screen. went zero dark 30 on, on, the, on the screen. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I don't think J.B. Bickerstaff would be on the hot seat uh, unless we stayed healthy and missed the playoffs. Because, I mean, the expectations definitely shoot up now, oh, 100%. Right? I, mean, I mean, our Vegas odds jumped to for, become a championship. For me, I think, I think you, you have to be better than the sixth seed Give or take, like, right. and that's again full health. Because last year, I think this again, as I said, the Cavaliers probably would have been a top five seed mm -hmm. had they not had all those injuries. Right. So JB Bickerstaff did a great job, and that was without Donovan Mitchell. Now you're bringing in Donovan Mitchell. Again, health. This team could easily be a top four seed. So healthy, no injuries, whole year we play. You're thinking we're coming in around a four seed then next year. I would, I would say so. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. I, I, I'm excited to watch Cavs basketball next year. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I, mean, I, I, mean I like watching. I watched a couple games last year, but this year I'm really excited to get into. So two to seasons ago, I watched a lot. I, I watch a ton of Cavs basketball. I love the Cavaliers, good or bad. Um, two years ago, we sucked. Obviously, we were terrible. Right. And when we got the draft for Evan Mobley, I was so excited. We were doing a live show when that draft was going on. Remember, and we took Evan Mobley, and I, that's that's the only guy that I wanted in that draft. Spida, so I was so excited. By the way. Yeah, Spider, Spider. Uh, spider spider there you go spider it just sounds so weird like if i'm gonna like talk next time it's i see that, my mom she's gonna be like, What's new? And i'm gonna be like oh you know the Cavs traded for a guy spider mitchell and she's gonna be like, what the fuck did you say spider mitchell like it's that soft a that he, they're, they're I, I, with. i'm having trouble with it i mean she don't she's, think about it too much my too my much. parents taught me hard r's tim what do you want from me i can't help it <laughs> <laughs> i am uh, what i am no i'm just kidding we're, my getting, parents, we're, we're getting canceled my parents tonight. are not racist i don't think at least they never presented it to me i don't know what they do with behind closed doors but uh but, yeah, no, I'm really excited for this trade. I think, again, the Cavaliers staying healthy. This is only going to make them a tougher tougher team in the East. And, and realistically, they should be able to be competitive to get to win the East. I mean, I think the Miami Heat proved in the playoffs that they're a fraud. Uh, the Chicago Bulls are a fraud. They can't stay healthy. Uh, you have the Sixers, who, as long as Doc Rivers is there, they, they're choke artists in the playoffs. I'm not worried right. about them. 
Brooklyn Nets. That team is a fucking mess. You have Kevin Durant, who wanted Steve uh, uh, Steve Nash fired. He hated him, or he wanted traded. Now they're going to try to get along. Let me know how that goes. That's like a that's like a bad marriage trying to fix it by having a child. When does that work? When does that ever make things better? It's not going to work here. Uh, Brooklyn's a mess. You have Boston, who I think kind of... I think Boston's a favorite to win it next year. Boston be is because of last year, but I also don't know if they have that same momentum that they had last year. They played above... They like, got the same players, though. They I played mean, that's out not of their changing. mind in the playoffs, though. They were a bad team for most of last year. It took them till about midway through the season to really turn it on. They were struggling to make the playoffs until late in the season. And then, of course, they got they were the hottest team in basketball. They were playing lights out, great defense. Um I think they, they should be the favorite to be the one seed in the East, but I think the Cavaliers could easily battle to be the two or three seed. And that's just me very early giving a prediction with this current team, with how they looked last year. If all that goes, and you have to expect Evan Mobley to get even better, because he was just a rookie last year. I hope, that, I hope that boy hits hit the weight room this offseason. I think it's going to happen. I think he's going to have a, a bit of a Dwight Howard transformation where he, he comes in skinny as fuck. Kevin Durant, who actually never really gained any muscle, but hopefully he gains some muscle like, Dwight Howard did. Um, but I'm really excited for the Cavaliers, truthfully. I, I love basketball, and I, I I haven't been this excited for a season since LeBron was here. That's how excited we're talking about. We're leading off the show during the first week of NFL about Cavs talk. Because it was a, a fucking week ago. This <laughs> fucking trade happened when I, we weren't on the air, bastards. It's like they did it on purpose. Um, what big news is going to drop tomorrow now? Uh, I honestly don't know. We'll see. Uh Next up, the Cleveland Guardians are, of course, showing who they truly are, and that is a team that cannot actually play against contenders. No. I mean, we, I think we, we just got swept. You joked about the the downfall, the meltdown process, and they're le- legit melting down right now. Well, it's because I took a peek at the schedule, and when I saw the schedule, I looked, and I'm like, we're playing a lot of really good teams. Obviously, they expanded the playoffs in Major League Baseball, so uh, a few weeks ago, we were playing the Seattle Mariners, and there was a thing that said if the playoffs start today— it would be the Guardians against the Mariners. So I was like, okay, this is a good test. Let's see sure. how we match up. And I think in that series, we lost two out of three. Yep. And then now we fast forwarded a week or so, and we faced them again over the weekend, and we got swept, and we barely scored. I mean, I think we scored, what, one run the whole series? Something like that, yeah, maybe our, two? I, our, I forgot exactly, but it was bad. Our offense is anemic at best. It's not hitting It's not hitting the ball. Our pitching is keeping us in some games. We just can't like score points. Shane Bieber runs. We don't, Runs, you, you don't say sorry, points in baseball. Sorry. Come on. Runs. You're going to get, I don't want Greg having uh, a fucking heart attack watching this at home. He's going to text me and be like, did Kyle just say points in baseball? So cancel. Yeah. Kyle. We, we, sorry. I got Greg, really... I apologize ahead of time. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. One run in three games. I knew it was bad. Um, well, we're four and six in the last 10. Our four, Again, it's because right now we're playing the Royals. So we're, we're beating the Royals. I'll our four that. game lead or four and a half game lead went down to one and a half. So yep. it's, just, it's just slowly. And we got two pitchers. One, which is a legit injury. The other one is a weird injury. Another weird injury for one of our pitchers mm-hmm. that just took place. So it's like everything's just not coming up Guardians right now. No, I mean, thank God we had Shane Bieber last night because Shane Bieber looked great. He uh, pitched lights out. I think one run over eight innings, something yeah. like that. Uh, the Guardians got the win. Shane Bieber took home the W. We're going for the sweep against the Royals tonight. Great news. I mean, you but you have to start winning against some good teams because oh, there's a J.G. Burp. Um, a... <laughs> You're going to be Bless facing you. these teams. Thank you so much. You're going to be facing the uh, these teams in the playoffs, and you also need to make sure you're actually at that level where you you have a chance. Which right now, from what I've seen, the Guardians stand no chance. It's going to be a quick one and done in the playoffs if they can make it at all. Yeah, because it's, it's division for or, or bust for them because <laughs> they're 
Legit they're not good enough down. to make. We'll lose in the first round. Yeah, they're not it's... good enough to make the wild card. There's too many good teams that are ahead of us. We we're not going to gain that. Uh, so it's division or bust. So they have to keep winning. I mean, great news. They're playing the Royals today again. Like I said, they're they're two and zero against them in the series. Keep winning in your division. Keep stretching that lead a little bit. Uh, last night, I think the Twins game got postponed. They played the Yankees. That game was postponed, so that hurt us. Uh, yeah, please, Zach. This is like the second year in a row, isn't it, that he got hurt like fucking fighting something? Uh, he, so the rumor is, and Greg was talking about this Saturday when he came over for the game, that he thinks he punched something. Yeah, didn't he do that before, if I'm yes. not mistaken? Yeah, so he definitely yes. has some anger he, management he took issues. A, he, supposedly the story was last time he took his shirt off and he, hurt, right. his, he hurt himself hurt his trying hand to hold or whatever. Hulk Hogan his shirt off or something yeah. like that. And so obviously I think there was a cover story from just punching something. And then again, he broke his hand by uh, hitting his hand on something, which means he punched something again. So. Well, hopefully his hand turns bionic and he turns into the next Henry Rowan Gardner from rookie of the year because we need him to have a bionic arm because that police sack has shit the bed he's he hasn't been great this is what sucks though is that we're having these like good conversations about the guardians and we're excited about them being in playoff contention being number one in a division but if you put them in any other division in this in in the whatever um conference they're they're not going they're not oh, we, we we're not be, having this conversation we right wouldn't now. be a playoff team in any other no. uh, any other division it's, we are lucky we are in the al central yeah because it sucks it's unfortunate. I mean, it's it's it sucks because I think Terry Francona is a great coach. He does great jobs with what he's given. Manager, you're going to piss Craig off really bad today. <laughs> am I really going to – am I going for the – Oh, okay. you you need one more and what? you have the trifecta. I don't know what it could what be. What else can I do to piss Greg off right now? Telling the, t- Say they should banish bunting. I don't know how if that would affect him. Yeah, I, just feel I think like we should just do nothing but long ball. He's now. an I mean, old fucking school small baseball ball. apologist, so I feel like if you tell oh, him they should just ban bunting. Time out. I'm on the clock now. <laughs> All so, right, here we go. we got to pick. we got to pick. So <clears> – <throat> I have a running back and a, and a receiver, so I got Chubb and, Co- and, and Cooper Cup. Yep. What I have to pick from is I got Fournette, Elliott, Keenan Allen, Higgins, Montgomery, or Akers. Those are the ones that are the top right now. Um, PPR league. Personally, I would probably look at Keenan Allen. I think Justin Herbert could have a hell of a year, and Keenan Allen's always been a stud. I mean, that all that dude does is catch balls. Yeah, because Fournette. I mean, they they already talked about him limiting his snaps this year. I'm I'm very skeptical on the on the Buccaneers' offense this Elliott, year. Elliot, I think, is the second best running back on his team. Basically, the same issue with Elliot and Fournette I have is you have these aging running backs on aging teams with bad offensive lines because now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers obviously they had multiple injuries on the O line, so I don't know what to expect from them. I don't know if Fournette can be as successful behind right. a banged up offensive line. And Zeke has proven since he got his huge contract, he is not the same player. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't trust Zeke at all. So the consensus says we're going Keenan Allen with this. Yeah, pick. even Adam says the same thing. Keenan Allen, that would be the pick for me. Boom! There we go. Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, number one, number two receivers. Got it. Uh, but yeah, so that's really it for the Guardians. I mean, as I said, I uh, I usually if I'm if I'm if I talk nicely about the Guardians, they go on a losing streak, and I haven't even really talked about it much lately, and. They decided to go on a losing streak, so I'm just going to go back to talking shit. They suck. Any team worth a fucking baseball that plays the Guardians, they choke. We don't have the talent. We don't have the balls to beat any of these good teams. That's why we can beat the Royals. That's why we can't beat a team like the Mariners. If, God forbid, we were in any other division, we would probably be have even worse of a record because we'd have to play good teams more often. So we're just lucky. We're in a good situation to be the worst team in the playoffs, possibly. So we'll see what happens. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to it. No. Uh, speaking of things, Kyle probably isn't looking forward to, or wasn't, should I say, past tense. The Notre Dame Ohio State game. I think Kyle knew Notre Dame wasn't going to win. It was a good game, though. It was very good. It was entertaining. Um, it's it's interesting for me to 
see that because I knew, as I said last week, I, I damn near, I nailed it. I said Ohio State starts slow every season. Uh, I said the 16, 17-point spread, whatever it was at the time, way too big. I said Ohio State's probably going to win, but it's going to be by like a touchdown or so. It'll be like double digits, but it's not going to be 16 points. Sure enough, they win by 11, 21-10. I, at the end of the first half, I think I texted you and said, I can't believe that they're 10, winning 10, right 7, now. It was 10-7 halftime, Notre Dame lead. So, of course, the nation is going... I mean, the funny thing is that you have five versus two, and... People were surprised that it was a close game. And, and yeah, everybody acted like Ohio State should have been up by 30 at halftime because yeah. you have, you're have you playing the number five team. Notre Dame, and people should know who follow college football, Notre Dame is... Their defense is what's going to carry their team this year. Absolutely. They have a first-year quarterback in. They have a kind of underperforming offense. They don't have great... Their tight end's going to be probably a first-round draft pick next year. Yeah. But that's all they have going for them right now in offense is their tight end, and that's it. And but, you got to look at the situation, too. You lost Brian Kelly out of nowhere. He quit to go to LSU. Did you see the conference? I did. When the late, He's like, oh, you guys want to come come on time? And they're like, maybe eh, we'll win. be on time if you figure out how to win. He's like, oh, winning has nothing to do with it. Oh, that was hilarious. I noticed he lost his southern accent, too, by the way. Yeah, that little twang went away. Mm. But no, I mean, I, for what it was, and I wasn't, I wasn't surprised they lost. I was, it was a hell of a game. I knew Ohio State at the end of the at, at, at the end of the day would pull it together. Their offense, they're too quick, they're too powerful. Smith on defense was just a fucking beast. He was eating everybody up the middle. I mean, he was getting in the quarterback every other play. So I mean, hats off to Ohio State. It's going to be fun. I think Ohio State will probably be in the national championship conversation at the end of the year. Notre Dame will probably finish around six, seven. Maybe five, but they're not going to go any further than that. So it, it's funny to me, and I understand it. I, I just I hate the way college football works because you have Ohio State number two beats the number five team by eleven. Well, they drop two, yeah. and they still go down to three, and they let Georgia jump them because Georgia put a shellacking on a very very bad Oregon team, very overrated Oregon team. Yeah, like Oregon last year against Ohio State should have gotten their asses kicked, but Ohio State just laid a fucking egg. Yeah. And that cost Ohio State the season. But this year's Oregon team doesn't have Kayvon Thibodeau anymore. They they don't they just they're not a very good team. I, I imagine by the end of the year, I think almost every team in the Pac twelve that was ranked this weekend, except for like one, got fucking embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Oregon lost forty nine to three against Georgia. Damn. And of course Georgia then jumps Ohio State because Ohio State only won by eleven, even though they faced a higher ranked team. That's why I hate college football and how the rankings work. Because again, Ohio State, Ohio State beat a better ranked team because of these rankings that these guys make, but it wasn't good enough because Georgia beat a ranked team. So they got to jump them. It just doesn't make any sense. I fucking hate the way the system works. And that's not even sour grapes. Cause as you know, I'm not a, I'm not a diehard Ohio State fan. I just don't think when you lose, you win the game, by double digits. You sent me a picture How do you your go shirt back? off with Ohio State written across your chest. Don't yeah, lie. I actually have I have it tattooed. I have oh. O's around my nipples and <laughs> H.I. in the middle. Uh, I'm back on the clock, by the way. So okay, who, who do we like here? So snaked around. So Zeke's oh, still there. I forgot about the playoff. We got to talk about that. I didn't even think to add that. Zeke is still there. I feel like I should take Zeke there. Underneath him, we got Higgins, Montgomery, Brees Hall, Moore, and McLaurin. Or the We're top. in the fourth round? We're in the fourth round right now. I think I should take Zeke. Yeah, I would go for it in the fourth round. You're not hurting anything. Yeah, he I could mean, have gone in the second or third. So we're taking Zeke. We're good. We Value got two pick. picks. We got Value, Chubb, Chubb, Zeke, Cup, and Allen. I think it's a pretty good start so far. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. So what I was going to say, there was other than the blowouts. Obviously, week one's always like a lot of cake games, a lot of softballs tossed stuff like Alabama, who just railroads what I don't know what the, the girls' school down the street. Yeah. Um, did you watch or see the highlights of the Pitt West Virginia game? I watched most of it actually. The what was it? The backyard brawl or the, something like that. The five pick sixes. Yeah. Fucking crazy. 
I mean, it was just really bad football. Oh, it was crazy. Um, the fact, but I mean, the fact that their offense did shit. No, the I mean, they, the, the, the game, <laughs> the, the teams look awful. It was a fun game because it was back and forth. It was yeah. literally like watching. It, I mean, I get it. It's called like the battle, the backyard battle, or yeah, whatever the fuck it's yeah. called. It literally looked like a game of backyard football with kids just guys just throwing the ball, yeah, up, chucking the ball. Shit. Up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looked like there was no coaching. There was no rhyme or reason for any of the offensive game planning. It was just fucking pray and throw. That's it. That's all they were doing. Um, I, I, I hated that game because they wouldn't stop saying the backyard brawl or whatever oh. the fuck it's called. Yeah, I just watched. The I announcer watched... said it. I'm not fucking with you. Probably every three sentences he would say that, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I get it, dude. It's the fucking nickname of the, sh- of the game. I'm I didn't watch it. it from the beginning. I c- it came in around halftime, but I did see the highlights afterwards and the rest of the game in the second half, but I thought it was a good back-and-forth game. It was nice to kick off the football season with a No, it was, kind it was of a, a really fun one to start off with. Edge of the seat type game or whatever. And, and there were really good games to watch over the weekend. I mean, uh, Florida – uh, Anthony Richardson, he's the, got a lot of buzz. The uh, LSU, the, Florida, oh, the Florida Gators game. Yeah, the Gators. Yeah, yeah. So Anthony Richardson is the he's the new hot ticket in in football, yeah. college football mm-hmm. for the Heisman. He runs like Lamar. Passing needs to step it up a little bit. Uh, so I have his stats here. He ran for 106 yards, three touchdowns, and he threw 17 of 24 for 168 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, so he's on his. He he can scramble around. He's he's fun to watch. He's exciting. Good for college football. How that translates into the NFL to be determined. You know how I feel about quarterbacks that scramble around and do all that stuff. It usually doesn't translate in the NFL. Um, but he'll but this do, gets somebody to watch for the Heisman at least. He'll it's do exciting. well in college football though. Yeah, it'll be fun. And uh, the, my thoughts on the twelve team playoff. I, I like it. I mean, the more the merrier. You know, you know how college football is. I think twelve is a little much. I think they could have gone down to like eight. Going to be a lot of blowout games in the first round. Yeah, I think they should have done eight personally. But college football, they're all about money. They understand. They they see the dollar signs for every playoff game that they have. I think honestly, if this goes for a few years and it makes them fucking absurd amount absurd amounts of money, they are going to up it to maybe sixteen. It's going to keep going up until they eventually just do a top twenty five ranking plus top twenty five playoff bracket. Yeah. Uh it's all about dollar bills at the end of the day. That's just how they are. They're greedy. And this is, I'm shocked it took them this long to ex- expand it. But yeah. I'm excited because that just means more meaningful college football because I personally don't watch a lot of bowl games because a lot of guys sit out because they don't give a fuck. They're like, I'm going pro. Why would I play in this Chick fil A fucking meaningless bowl game for nothing and risk getting hurt <laughs> when I can just go pro and stay healthy? So I, I get it. I fully understand. I wish they would have built up to 12 instead of doing right to 12. I right, wish they would have done like six, eight. eight, and yeah. then got to 12. Maybe built like a three-year like swing into I it. Don't you know think, what I mean? I don't think the college kids should get buys because that's not I, – I look at it as like it's unfair for the kids trying to go pro. Right. Um, hypothetically, let's just say Alabama, Ohio State are ranked one and two, and they would get bye weeks. And right, then the Georgia – right? I get you, yeah. Georgia plays somebody else, and somebody on Georgia gets hurt, and everyone's looking at, looking at it, and they're like – well, Ohio State, Georgia, or Alabama, nobody got hurt because they didn't have to play this week. I just feel like keep it even, keep everybody on the same playing field, no buys. Sure. That's how I look at it. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree. I think eight would have been the perfect number here. Double it. Let's see how eight goes. Then you add a 12th. Mm-hmm. But they went fucking right for it because, again, dollar signs. What's it, 2024 is the season it starts? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'm Adam, excited for it, though, again. More Virginia's good games. version of Sweet Care. I've, no, I didn't hear that. Did you? No, I watched the game on mute most of it because I didn't want to hear fucking <laughs> backyard brawl anymore. I, honestly, I hated it. I couldn't stand hearing that anymore. It drove uh, me fucking bananas. Side note: Looks like Cincy is on its way down, like we talked about last week. They lost, I mean, and they yeah, but they out played the a top. ranked team. I forgot who it was. They uh, didn't play very well, though. No, they didn't. But 
I mean, it's going to happen. You lose, you lose your quarterback and uh, Desmond Riddler. You you lose Sauce Gardner, the best cornerback in the nation. You lost some good pieces. When you're Cincinnati, you it's hard to replace those guys. When you're Ohio State, you keep recruiting top guys or like Alabama, whatever. You lose great players, you replace them with another great player. Yeah, Cincinnati, it is going to be hard to do. So this is really where it comes down to, yeah, Arkansas. Um, it really comes down to Luke Fickle just coaching. I mean, obviously your recruiting class is going to be a little subpar. It's all about coaching. They did they did well. They held their own, but I mean, last year was also a fluke. I don't think Cincinnati should have. I get it. Record-wise, they earned it, but they, they had no business being in the playoffs. Everyone knew that Cincinnati had no shot. Um, but good for them for getting in. I mean, more power to them. Put them on the map a little bit. Yeah, no, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun football season. I can't wait. Uh, quickly moving on here, we're not gonna talk about the games coming up this week until the second half of the show. But right now, uh, I just want to talk about the Browns. Last week when we did the show, they just did roster cutdowns, and I think we were all kind of anticipating the Browns were gonna make a couple of moves, and they were kind of kind of quiet. Um, Obviously, last week I had mentioned that they only had two tight ends on the roster, so I knew that would be addressed. Sure enough, they signed Jesse James to be the third tight end. He's a veteran. He's been in the league for like eight or nine years. Um, oh, it's not Jesse James, the Western uh, Pew Pew? No, I, oh. we'd probably get more production out of him than we're going to get out of this Jesse James. Cause I, can't, I mean, <laughs> unless Njoku and Harrison Bryan get hurt, I, I wouldn't expect much out of this Jesse James. Um, just interesting, interesting week for the Browns. Not a lot of moves. Well, they brought that tackle um, in, too, just as insurance for Conklin, I think. Yeah, right? we brought in the tackle. He was released or whatever by the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, I mean, we're going with what we have. I think Andrew Barry trusts this roster. I think Kevin Stefanski is ready to coach this lineup, and they don't think a lot of changes need to be made. I know a lot of fans out there are not happy with the current wide receiver room, rightfully so, but that's not our offense I'm, this year. Man, I'm nervous, man. I really am. Uh, I look at it as... We are not going to be out there gunslinging. That's just not what this team's built on this year. This this year, it's going to be old-school smash-mouth football. We are going to run the fuck out of the ball. That's why we have four, technically five, running backs on the roster. That's why we didn't add anybody at wide receiver. We have Amari Cooper, David Bell, not fast, good route runners with sure hands. Mm -hmm. I think they know what they're doing with this offense, and I like it. My, my one concern, truthfully is the tight end position because you don't have Austin Hooper anymore who was a good blocking tight end. David Njoku has gotten better, but he's still not the greatest. Harrison Bryant, same thing, has gotten better, but he's still not a very great blocking tight end. He's more of a hybrid. He's a slot tight end. He's meant to line up like a wide receiver, not necessarily line up at the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, like Adam said, honestly, we are a dink and dunk team. We are going to pound the football. It's going to be a healthy dose of Chubb, Ford, Hunt, Dearness Johnson and then when you're on third and short if, if you know the defense gets stuffed and it's third and eight third and seven whatever you hope for a quick little button hook to a David Bell or to an Amari Cooper and I think that's about it that's our offense we have a we have very little room for uh injuries I mean I hate saying that but I mean if we get injured in the um, running back room it is what it is yeah I mean, if one of our receivers there, get hurt we're screwed I mean yes and no because again I don't think we're not lining up four or five wide tight end or wide receivers so we're going to be lining up in a lot of I formations, so I could see only two wide receivers on the field at any given time. So you do have some flexibility and some depth. So that could be Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper. God forbid one of them goes down, you move them with David Bell. One of them go down, I know people don't want to hear this, Anthony Schwartz. You have some bodies, you have people that can move up. I don't mm -hmm. think we're going to be lining up a lot of three, four, five wide uh, lineup or sets. So on paper, yes, this team looks 
anemic in, in, just in the wide little, receiver room. Just a little thin in certain areas. That, but the that's other thing, all. too, is we need to see it all put together because we haven't seen Amari Cooper in an offense like this. He was with Dallas, who was a, right. trying to be a high-powered offense, who had Dak Prescott and a bad offensive line. You you have David Bell, who's never played in the pros yet. We get to see him flourish. We've had Donovan Peoples-Jones now for two years, who's had flashes with Baker. Now we get to see him with Jacoby Brissett, presumably getting better when, obviously, Deshaun Watson comes. So, I... Uh, uh, yeah, I want to see. I want to see Woods too. That's the number one thing for me. I want to see this team. I want to see him catch balls as a pro because he was the best tight, uh, best wide receiver in the Big Ten last year. Again, with Garrett Wilson, with Chris Olave in the conference, and he won best wide receiver in the Big Ten. I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what happens because you're right. We don't know what the plan is. We we've mentioned on the show multiple times in Stefanski we trust. We trust he's going to put a good game plan together. We trust he's going to call the right kind of game. It's just it just worries me slightly, you know, just because we don't have, I guess we don't have the pieces we would love to have. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I thought we have. We thought going into this, we had all this extra money. We we're going to go out and sign someone else. We were going to bring another receiver in, someone else that could help out with, you know, just just another option. You know, a release file for the quarterback. But you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, we have. Uh, we have games to get used to. We have a couple easy games to start the season with. I would say easy, but manageable games to get the season started off with to get the offense worked into where it needs to go. So uh, I'll reassess after two or three games. Maybe. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. On paper right now, and qu- first and foremost, I want to call myself out. I got I got caught up in the moment. I meant to say David Bell was the best player in the Big Ten, not Michael Woods. That was my fault. I was reading the comment and fucked me up. Um I, again, I, tr- I trust it. I, I look at two things, and, and we'll oh, talk about Greg this. Greg just texted about that, by the way. No, I'm, I'm just I, I believe it. That was strike three <laughs> him, for Greg. Him being a Purdue fan, he's like, what the fuck? I'm you, over. You said points in baseball, <laughs> and, uh, coach, coach, and then I fucked up the Purdue. name of a Purdue wide receiver. Yeah. So, yeah, Greg, if Greg you're is, still with us, buddy. He's throwing shit out the window right now. Stay strong, my friend. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll talk more about this as we break it down. But, again, I, you guys know that I'm a huge Kevin Stefanski supporter. Uh, I, I really trust him and what he can do. And he won 11 games with Baker Mayfield in 2020. We went to the playoffs. He won coach of the year. Baker's stats weren't dynamic by any stretch. The wide receiver room in that year did have Jarvis Landry, who, let's be honest, everybody out there, let's just call it like it is. He was a shell of himself for most of his time in Cleveland. he was You could see him declining, and he was not scoring touchdowns. He wasn't as effective. I love Jarvis Landry. I still do. But you saw it. He was He's aging. It, it catches up to you in the NFL. Uh, we had Odell Beckham Jr., who, of course, got hurt halfway through the 2020 season. Uh, so, I mean, our wide receiver room for the 2020 season wasn't great either. We yeah. still went to the playoffs. We still managed to score some points and do some things because that's our healthy running game. Last year, we went 8-9. and nine. I've said this before. I've said it a thousand times. Eight wins five years ago. These same fucking fans that are questioning Stefanski and wanting to run to Carolina with Baker would have wanted to throw a parade because of how good eight wins is. Now it's not good enough for Browns fans because they saw one winning season in their fucking lives, and it's not eight is just not acceptable. I mean, I the, don't understand it. The Giants won eight and eight twice and won a Super Bowl. So. Exactly. Tom Coughlin, the magic man, him and Eli. Eight and eight's a beautiful number, but these Browns fans, they're, they're so stubborn. And again, last year, Baker Mayfield was hurt. We had a lot of guys hurt. Kareem Hunt missed some time. Nick Chubb was banged up. COVID games, et cetera. We had Odell Beckham's drama. We had Jarvis Landry kind of banged up. Uh, wide receiver room last year, not great. Hold on, you on I'm, the clock? I'm on the clock. Okay, let's do it. All right, so just, just a refresher. So I've got Chubb. I've got Zeke. Cooper Cup. Keenan Allen. Yep. 
Here's the top, I don't know, five, six players available. Josh Jacobs. Okay. Mitchell, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Robinson, receiver out of, out of the Rams. Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray. Okay. Gibson. And Brown, wide receiver out of Arizona. Who is the uh, next best tight end? Not that we have to take them. I'm just curious. Uh, Hawkerson. TJ Hawkinson. Yep. Okay. Dallas Gobert. Okay. Knox. And then Ertz. And then Freyermuth. Okay, we'll we'll pass on tight end for right now. Um, name it again. Skip Josh Jacobs. I don't like him. You said Elijah Mitchell, and then who? We got Jacobs, Mitchell, Gibson, and then we got Edwards, Hilaire. We got Harris and Hunt. Those are the next six best run, running backs right now. Mm. I feel like I mean clearly Gibson's going to get handed the ball a lot. Yeah, Gibson would be a good pick. Um, I would say Gibson or um. Who was the second running back? I forgot his name. Edwards Hilaire Mitchell. No, uh Elijah Mitchell. That's who I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate Elijah Mitchell here, but I mean you don't have to take him. I would go with your gut. Um but I think Elijah Mitchell's gonna get the ball a ton. I mean, you know Shanahan likes to run the ball. I think Trey Lance is going to struggle a little bit. So I think they're gonna really rely on the run game. I mean, they cut Trey Sermon. So obviously Elijah Mitchell's getting a shitload of carries. If he can stay healthy, he was really good last year. All right. We're going Mitchell off right. the clock. So now you're really good at running back. I would I would start looking now for tight end, wide receiver, quarterback. We got two picks to go. Flips back. We got two picks. Flips back around. I'll be back on the clock. I'll go after probably tight end. Receiver yeah, we'll see next. what's there because right. most of those guys you just mentioned should still be there. Cool. <clears throat> All right. Uh, yeah. So the Browns really didn't do a whole lot uh, again last year. Eight wins. Not a great wide receiver room last year either. Browns fans seem to forget that. Who did we really have last year that makes you jump out of the room and be like, well, this fucking receiving room's taking such a step back? Was it Rashard Higgins, who barely saw the field and meant nothing to this offense? No. Was it Odell Beckham, who I don't even want to blame him. I don't even want to blame Baker. I don't know what the <clears> fuck <throat> happened with them last year, but basically he was a non-existent factor on the field, so he was a wasted position, and we still won eight games. I wouldn't say so much it's somebody that left like the wide receiver room that's making you say what the hell's going on. It, it's more so of the young, unex, the inexperience that's going on in the wide yeah. receiver room right now. Which, you know, we got down to people's Jones, who we thought would have a better year last year, who yeah, didn't. Sure. But eventually, that's the thing is like you have unknown guys. Eventually, they have to do something to get known. So we right now have this Browns roster. And I think the problem is it, it, it's, it's FOMO, fear of missing out. Browns fans see, they see the Rams, the Cooper Cup, best wide receiver in football. They see the Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase, uh, Tyler Boyd. They have all these great wide receivers. And the Browns, you look and you're like, wow, we don't have receivers that match up to them. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I think is what's happening with Browns fans. Is they see other teams having these great things. It's kind of like a, it's a kid who the neighbor down the street gets all the best toys, and you're going, why the fuck don't I have those? Lo and behold, you're fine with what you have. It's just you look at the flashy things and think, I need that. I want that. But you may, might not necessarily need it. And I think there's a lot of panic right now with the Browns, and I, I'm, I'm okay with relaxing because I do think Kevin Stefanski is going to run an offense that's very, very well suited to this current roster yeah. and what we have, and I'm, I'm excited. So eight wins is the bar right now, right? Because as we got last year, that's the bar we're setting for ourselves. Um, Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, when, when Watson comes back, you hope he's going to come back. But at the same time, he's coming back on for week 13 against the Texans. And by then, unfortunately, as much as I don't want to admit it, we're probably going to be down a lot of players because that's just what happens in the NFL. Injuries happen. Right. Not, I won't say a lot, but you're going to be down a couple players because of injuries. So you're going to be kind of learning on the fly when Watson comes back. Guys, he hasn't been able to practice with, hasn't been able to build up a, rep uh, a rapport with. Um, 
tough schedule when he comes back. It's extremely tough, except for that Texans game. Everything else is really, really hard. Um, no pun said. intended for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think eight wins is decent for this team because we're in pretty good shape. We'll talk a little bit more about it as we go. But I mean, obviously, week one, you have the Panthers, who aren't expected to be great, but have a really good defense. We'll talk about them. Uh, the Jets, we just found out today that Zach Wilson will not be the starting quarterback until at least Joey week four Flacco. or five. So if he survives week one against the Ravens, Joe Flacco will be starting against the Cleveland Browns for the home opener, which means, I mean, on paper, the Browns should win that game, let's be honest. Uh, week three, we've got the Thursday night game against the Steelers. I don't know what to make of the Steelers yet, so I don't even want to comment on that one. And then week four, we have the Panthers, who are one of the worst teams in football. Should be a Browns win if everything goes as planned. So right off the rip, we're hopefully looking at three and one, maybe two and two at worst. I think yeah. two and two would be a very bad start to the season. I think three and one is very reasonable. And that's a good start yeah. with, with with Jacoby Brissett, your backup quarterback. If you can come go three and one in his first four starts, when everybody basically is writing him off after one preseason a series, basically a half. Um, great start. I would love it. I said if you got us to six and five by the time we got Watson back, I'd be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tim, really quick, I'm going to pull back the curtain here for the fans at home and talk to you if you're okay with this. So last week, I don't know if you were watching, uh, we did not take an official break. We kept rolling and just did the ads and everything and then kept the show going. So if you feel like you need a break or anything, I would suggest now when we do the uh, the predictions because that's going to kill a good amount of time and then we can roll into a break. If you're okay with that, I want your full blessing. I don't need no fucking break. All right, brother. That's we're what I like doing to it. hear. We're that's doing what it I like live. to hear. Like I said, just in case if you were like, Maybe you're holding in a piss, and you're like, all right, I can't wait till they take a break. I got to go take a leak. I'm just letting you know we're not planning on one. But if you do need to get up and do anything, we're going to switch here to the picks, and that's going to give you plenty of time. So I just wanted to wanted to keep everybody on the same page. I meant to tell you that before we started the show, but I completely forgot. So that's on me. We're doing what? award picks, just so those people know we're not doing the weekly picks yet. Yeah, no, no, no. The weekly picks will be coming in the second hour of the, the show. Right now, we're just doing our final predictions for awards and shit like that in the season, and... Away we go. So we did these a few weeks ago with the Steel City guys, and we kind of, I won't say half-assed it, but it was kind of like, a, well, let's try this. Let's try it. Uh, oh, there's a JG burp. Jesus. I needed that one out of my Bless system. Bless you. Oh, that tasted like salami, too. I had a salami sandwich before I left. Um, <laughs> but uh, but so this is where we do our picks. And again, this means nothing. We don't uh, keep record of this and look back. I mean, we look back and make fun of ourselves for making bad choices. But, uh, I mean, last year I had Aaron Rodgers win the MVP, so I had that right. Um, oh, I've also, but you have to sneak that in, don't I've you? I've also picked them to I was I was correcting myself. I was going to say I've also picked them to win the Super Bowl in two or three consecutive years, and I have lost miserably on that. So if you'd let me finish, Kyle, I was going to bash myself Sorry, a I'm just bit, so okay? used to you humbly bragging about yourself. I love to humble brag. You guys know I am. But, uh, <laughs> but so, yeah, let's get right into our picks, and we're going to start off in the order that I put them on there, so hopefully you have it the same. And let's go right off the rip with Offensive Player of the Year. Now, of course, this is different from MVP. This is just the most efficient offensive player that's not getting the MVP awards. They got to give him something. Am I going first? Yeah, go ahead. Start um, us off. I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. Okay, you think he's going to have a repeat of his great year last year? I believe that he will have in another another amazing year. Um, See, I'm a little skeptical on him, I but think, I think with there the, are variables. Here's, here's my reason. So go ahead. I, yeah, yeah. The reason I have is because the addition of Matt Ryan does nothing for that team, I don't think. I think they're still going to be a run-heavy team, and when they are passing, it's going to be very short passes. And guess who's going to catch a lot of those passes? JT. I, I think it's going to be JT out of the backfield, which is going to give him more opportunity to score points, get those reception yards. An all-around great player. I think he's going to have a great hell of a year. I think he gets the offensive player of the year. Uh, I look at it from two different angles. I have I have a Jekyll and Hyde here, so I'll okay. start off with the Hyde. 
I think that's the bad one. Is Hyde the bad one of Jekyll and Hyde? Uh, Hyde is the bad one, yes. Okay, so we'll start off with the bad one. Uh, he was kind of found out last year in the second half of the season. He had a, He was great. And then slowly started to get kind of caught up with the defenses. And if you remember in week 17, got shut down by the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Um, was that a him being? Was that, or was that just the offensive line just being I mean, overcome? the whole team got embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. But Jonathan Taylor's stats specifically, he, he kind of went down a little bit as the season progressed. Was it fatigue? I don't know. Um, well, he kind of carried that team last He year. did, for sure. But I saw him slowly get worse. So it makes me wonder, was that, again, was that fatigue or was that, the NFL figuring him out. So we'll see. We'll okay. see what happens. I know he was taken number one by most fantasy drafts. Um, so he has some high, high, high expectations. Uh, now, the Jekyll part, I disagree. I think Matt Ryan. Oh, I'm on the clock, by the way. Okay. Go ahead and make your pick. I'll keep my thoughts here. Hold on. I got. <laughs> so we got, we're going wide receiver, you think? Uh, it depends on what's there. Give me give me a couple names. So we got Todd. We got Allen Robinson. Okay. We got Brown out of Arizona, okay. Cooks out of Houston, Godwin out of uh, Tampa Bay, Cooper out of Cleveland. Michael Thomas out of New Orleans. Top two tight ends are still Hawkerson, Gobert, Gobert and then Knox and Zert, uh, Zach Ertz. Okay, I would probably go... Oof. I like Allen Robinson here, personally. Yeah. I think he's going to have a very good year with the Rams because he's taken over for that OBJ number two oh, position, yeah, yeah. for that Robert Woods number two position, but if you will. But I got help already. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Okay, yep. so let's not do that. Uh, I would probably go Hollywood Brown, then. I think he is the new number one in Arizona. With his old teammate, his old coach, um, I think there's good stuff there going to happen with him. Uh, I'm also curious. It, this is a gamble, but I think it's a it's a worthy pick because you are now going to have the chance to see Hollywood Brown with a better quarterback, Actually, playing yeah. with playing with Lamar. I'm not a huge Kyler Murray fan, but he's a much better passer than Lamar Jackson. And now you're going to get to see Hollywood Brown in a legitimate offense as a legitimate number one. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens there. And then Cooks. Hopefully, um, hopefully with uh DeAndre Hopkins coming back from suspension, that's gonna open up things even more for you if you're in the playoff hunt with Hollywood Brown. True. All right, we're gonna go Brown. Why not? Yeah. Why not? This uh, team drafted by Tab, by the way. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All who's right, got, uh, who's he talking about? Who Cooks is gonna have a big year? Oh, uh, Brandon Cooks out of Houston. Oh, okay. Did you mention him? He did. Yeah, he was second. He was right behind uh, Brown. I think he could have a big year too, but I'm I'm still skeptical on on Davis Mills. I know he had a really decent rookie year. Um, I didn't hear you name him, by the way. So sorry. That's no, why I didn't know. Okay. I'm like Cooks. Who the fuck's he talking about? <laughs> We're good. We got a while to go now. So back on it. All right. So here we go. Um, so I, I think Matt Ryan's going to come in a little bit rejuvenated. Okay. Um, I think he's in a good situation. Atlanta's been a really bad team for the last few years. They've had a bad offensive line. They clearly. You know, the offense has gone downhill. You have Julio Jones, who's still trying to hold on to an NFL dream at his age. You had Calvin Ridley as their number one wide receiver. And he's good, not great, not a number one. Last year, Kyle Pitts came in rookie, and he damn near broke rookie tight end records with Matt Ryan throwing him the ball in that shitty offense with next to no running game. They had Cordero Patterson, um, but he's a wide receiver turned into a running back. So... I, I like Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. They have a very good offensive line. They have much better weapons. I'm very excited to see what Matt Ryan's going to do with that team. So you're not thinking it's Jonathan Taylor? Um, 
I mean, I'm just saying, I think in general, you, I, I'm just rebuttaling what right. you no, said. I get it. That's what I'm saying. But so um, what your rebuttal is saying, you just oh, don't, you don't my think. Pick. Sorry. Right, yeah. so you I don't... I didn't give a pick yet. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm saying is that you don't think he's going to be the. No. Got it. Okay. I have Justin Jefferson. I was trying to transition here and you were. I forgot what we were talking about, if I'm being honest. I got, <laughs> I got caught up in the moment talking about Matt Ryan. So, um, yeah, no, no, no. I think the Colts are going to win the South easily. I just, I'm, I'm very excited to see Matt Ryan now with a better team with a little bit of, like, an F, they're they're going to put effort into it. It's sure. he's not on a shit roster. Like Atlanta is honestly one of the worst teams in football, and Matt Ryan's given a really good opportunity with with the Colts here, and I don't think he's ready for the glue factory like Philip Rivers was. Um, Carson Wentz obviously didn't work in in Indianapolis, and it's kind of starting to look like Carson Wentz is the problem mm-hmm. because he's now on his third team in three straight years. Usually that's a telltale sign of the the player, not the organizations. So we'll see with Matt Ryan, but I'm very excited for so that. Who was your pick? Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. I am going with Justin Jefferson because they have a new head coach. I forgot his name off the top of my head. Kevin O'Connell, I think, is the name of the head coach. Um, either way, I digress. He is in. He's. They're finally in a pass happy offense. When they were with um, their their last coach, uh, I could see his fucking stupid face. I can't think uh, of his Zimmer? name. Yeah, when they were with Zimmer, he was. He liked to kind of be conservative. A lot of running game. Uh, they're going to fucking let Kirk Cousins f- sling it, and I think Justin Jefferson's one of the best wide receivers in football, and him being able to be let free, let off the leash. We'll get to that. That's a little tease for later. Let off the leash. I think everybody that's following Cleveland sports knows what I'm talking about there. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, yeah, I think Justin Jefferson's going to be off the leash this year and going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year or Player of the Year. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, I am sticking with who I picked with Steel City. Not a homer pick. Just really think he's going to have a hell of a year. Miles Garrett. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty simple for me. I, I, I'm, I'm taking Garrett, but I also had Micah Parsons, too. I think Parsons could have a hell of a year. Absolutely. He's, he's in his, going into year number two. Last year, the Cowboys used him all over the field. Uh, he was explosive. He could get to the quarterback. He could make tackles. He could disrupt plays. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, they added Stephon Gilmore, the Colts. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really big fan of the Colts this year. Yeah. Colts could be a very good team. TJ Watt, he's... Uh, Anyone but T.J. Watt. You see the restructuring of his contract? You see that story? No. Yeah, so they're in talks right now to restructure his contract. Some people think it's because they want to uh, um, open up some more money to bring in some more help on the offensive line. Um, but I, I don't know. It is weird to me that he just signed that deal last year, and they're already restructuring it, though. It could just be one of those things where, yeah, they're restructuring it. He's going to get all of the money. It's sure. just they're giving it to him in a way where it takes it off the books. There's yeah, so many ways to screw it. They're going to give him a bonus paycheck here yeah. and there. So, yeah. Um, no, I'm not picking TJ Watt. And I, I, I tried to say this, uh, to the steel city guys when they were doing their show the other day, I was talking to them. Um, and this isn't me being a dick or trying to be funny or anything. This is dead serious. Baker Mayfield isn't in this division anymore. Baker Mayfield made up for so many of TJ Watt's sacks. Honestly, TJ Watt single-handedly would get like three or four sacks a game against Baker because Baker holds the ball too long. Baker doesn't know how to feel pressure on, on the So you think Watt sent him like a thank and you letter? <laughs> he sent an I miss you letter to him because his <laughs> stats are going to miss him. But, well, it's a little bit of both. He probably said thank you so much for letting me get all these sacks so I could get this contract and then leaving town because I think his numbers are going to come down a little bit. TJ Watt is obviously tremendously athletic. He's, he's you know, he's explosive, great player. I'm not knocking him at all. But losing Baker Mayfield I think is going to cost TJ Watt like four or five sacks this year. Hand to God, I'm being dead serious. Jacoby Brissett, statistically speaking, from an analytical standpoint, I'm not trying to get too technical and nerdy here, uh, he is one of the best quarterbacks against the blitz. He gets rid of the ball, and he doesn't take sacks. And he was blitzed one of the most, like, I forgot the exact stats, but it showed, like, Baker was blitzed the least and took the most sacks. Jacoby Brissett was 
uh, blitzed the most and took the least amount of sacks. So I just think you have a a smarter veteran quarterback in Jacoby Brissett who's not going to take those same hits that Baker was taking, Mm -hmm. and that's going to hurt T.J. Watt's numbers a little bit. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying T.J. Watt's going to fall off the face of the earth, but I don't think he's going to have the the year he had last year because he's not getting Baker Mayfield twice. Uh, Offensive rookie of the year, Kyle, lead us off. Uh, Drake London. Wide receiver from the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlantic Falcons. Yeah, I think they're going to have a I think he's have a good year. I had him and and Chris Olave as like number 1, number 2, yep. number whatever 1A, 1B. Um but I think Drake's going to have a hell of a year. Him and Pitts, I think he's going to be a, a big target um for Marcus down there. I I don't know. I've got I've got high hopes for him. They're both really talented. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Olave gets it, but I kind of had to look at the whole roster before I could make this decision. I like Drake London a lot, but like you said, Marcus Mariota is his quarterback. I don't like Marcus Mariota. I think Marcus Mariota sucks, if I'm being honest. So I am going to ignore. Well, I just got a message. I didn't mean to say ignore. I was trying to. I was thinking the word ignore in my head because I'm trying to ignore the message as I'm doing the show. Um, but I just think Marcus Mariota is not going to be able to get the the production for Drake London that he would get from a better quarterback. So with that being said, I'm going to stay in the NFC South, and I'm going with Chris Olave because – Jameis Winston is a veteran quarterback. I think he's a very good quarterback. And on top of that, you've got Michael Thomas on one side. You've got Alvin Kamara in the backfield. You've got a really good offensive line. I think Chris Olave is in a perfect situation. Uh, I think the way you're going to produce the most is being on a really good team that knows how to use you. And I would trust, I obviously know Sean Payton's not there, but I trust the New Orleans Saints to incorporate Chris Olave in a smart way and not try to force him for anything. And I'm going with Chris Olave. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, 1A, 1B for me. But. Yeah, I mean, either one could win it. I mean, there's a lot of really good offensive weapons coming out or that came out as rookies this year. And uh, it was a tough decision, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. All right. Next up, defensive rookie of the year. I will start. I don't remember who I picked when we were with the Steel City guys, uh, but I may have picked Aiden Hutchinson. If I did, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, it's a pretty no-brainer pick, but just to be different... I'm sticking with what I picked on Steel City, which is Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. I am not a huge believer in Kyle Hamilton, personally. I think his size is too obscure. Size doesn't matter. For the NFL, just because your wife told you that, it's not accurate. Um, I've been married 12 years. It's been working so far. (laughs) She's just just given up. (laughs) She's just settled is what that is. Um, My self-esteem is so high when I leave this show sometimes. Yeah, no, you got called thick. You're, you're screwing up baseball references. It's, it's been a bad night for you. Um, it's okay. I have but, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm i going with Aiden Hutchinson because I just think he's going to be in a really good situation. Uh, he, he makes plays. I saw him in the preseason. One thing he needs to work on is his stamina. He got winded after, like, a series in his first rookie game, but I'm hoping that was just jitters. Um, I mean, he's in a good spot to have a hell of a year. I get it. Absolutely. I mean, but, that defense but is going to blitz a lot. Yes and no because – you also have to look at it from the other side as he's going to get numbers from sacks and the Detroit Lions, I'm not sure if they're actually going to be, I think they're going to suck. You never know. Anything could happen, but I don't think the Lions are going to be very good this year, which means teams might not necessarily be passing the ball a ton against them because they're going to be more so killing clock than trying to you know, move the ball. So that could hurt Aiden Hutchinson in his sack production, but I'm just going with it because I think he's a very talented player. He's a good cornerstone piece for the Lions. I think he could be a very impactful player. So he's getting my pick. There were a lot of really good defensive players that came out. I saw one article that suggested Sauce Gardner could be the uh, potential rookie of the year because when he was in the preseason, he wasn't targeted. Um, I, I saw that same – I think I saw the but, same tweet you did, and then someone made fun of it. Like, 
they literally just said the same thing twice. He wasn't targeted, and then someone said he wasn't. No, he gave up no touchdowns or no catches. Yeah, that, that's what it was. So Sauce Gardner gave up no catches in the preseason, and he was targeted zero times. It's like, okay, well, you just said the same thing twice. What I joke with my buddies, <laughs> uh, my buddies are big Jets fans, and they tried to send me the same thing. They said Sauce Gardner looks like a stud because uh, defenses are afraid to throw at him. And then I looked at the scores and I said, well, that's because they're just throwing it to everybody else. Like your defense sucks ass. The whole Jets defense <laughs> is terrible. I don't know if they're looking over and going, oh, no, I'm not throwing it at sauce. They're just looking and going, hey, he's wide open. Just throwing it to they, this guy. They, they see the wall over here, but then they see the holes and Swiss cheese over here. Yeah, so they're going to throw it over there. It doesn't look like the, anybody had trouble moving the ball against the Jets defense. So I don't know if that's an indication of how good Sauce Gardner is or if how just other teams were like, I just don't have to throw in that direction. Uh, so time will tell. But very good defensive rookie class. And, yeah, N'Kobe Dean from Philly, the linebacker, uh, could be a great, great situation for him there. Um, I think the kid, uh, the defensive tackle, I th also on the Eagles, uh, I forgot his name, Carl Davis, I think his mm -hmm. name was, uh, stud. From what I heard, he looked great in camp. I mean, obviously, camp is what it is. You you, you got to only get your, your news from the beat reporters who are going to kind of try to put a positive spin on everything, so it's hard to take everything seriously. But uh, got good reviews well, it was coming very, out. It was very heavily drafted defensive. Big time. Draft this year, yeah. It was very weak offensively. Um, but I, I'm just going with Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's going to have a hell of a year. Good pick. Next up, we have comeback player of the year. Kyle, start uh, us off. I had, so I had two. I, I think one's an obvious one. Another one's kind of a long shot. So I'm going to get my first one. I think Jameis Winston's going to have a comeback player of the year. That's a really good pick. There's actually, surprisingly, when I looked up the... <laughs> I wouldn't even say eligible when I just looked up like the betting favorites from Vegas. Mm -hmm. There was a long list and there were guys where I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot this guy was hurt. I forgot yeah. that guy was hurt. Yeah. Um, the clear cut favorite from Vegas is Christian McCaffrey. If he can stay healthy, he could easily put up MVP numbers. Another guy that I think could put up huge numbers and technically would be considered a comeback player because he was hurt last year, Derrick Henry. Oh, you are right. Wow. I forgot, about, foot, I forgot about him being hurt. Missed like half the season. So technically he is eligible to be comeback player of the year, but that is not who I picked. Oh, go ahead. Juju Smith-Schuster. So is he coming back from a bad year? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, he was hurt most of last year. He was hurt the year before. He had that shoulder injury with Pittsburgh. Oh, he barely right. played. That's right. I play. think he's going to be rejuvenated as the technical number one wide receiver in Kansas City. He's a quarterback City. thrown to him, yeah. He had really good se a really good season or two uh, with Ben Roethlisberger, who is obviously old as fuck and was ready for the glue factory. And... <laughs> Now you have Patrick Mahomes, rejuvenated offense, Andy Reid getting him the ball, Travis Kelsey opening things up for him. I just I rolled the dice. I wanted to take – he was actually at the bottom of the list of Vegas favorites. I just wanted to take somebody that was a little out there. And I really do think Juju's going to have a good year, so I went with Juju. So my long shot that I wrote down, and because, I mean, it's technically would be a comeback player of the year, Brian Robinson. Um, If he happens to come back in the middle of the season and plays the rest of the year and has a good season – that's a hell of a thing to come back from. Yes and no. I don't think he'd be eligible because he's a rookie. Oh, that's true. So he would be able maybe but next what year. A, he could what be a eligible. story that would next be. Next right? year would be the story to win comeback of the year. What yeah. a story that would be, though, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think he's eligible, though, because A, he's a rookie and he's not coming back from anything because he hasn't played anything yet. Well, then put me down for Winston then. Yep. That sounds good. <laughs> next up, we have Coach. Uh, am I up? Yeah, I think it's your turn. Okay. I'm going to go with Nick Serrani of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to have a really, really good year. Uh, I just think he's he was putting pieces together. The acquisition of A.J. Brown with uh, Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts came into his own, who I'm personally was not a huge Jalen Hurts fan, and he looked really, really good last year. We'll see if that trend can continue. Um, but Nick Sirianni is doing great things in Philadelphia. Their defense is getting improved. Uh, Nicobe Dean, as we just mentioned, was added, which they desperately needed linebacker help. 
Uh, we'll see what they're able to do, but I think they could come out of the East as the the East champs. And, you know, 10, 11, 12 wins is going to get them, probably get him coach of the year, in my opinion. It's a good pick. Um, this is the year of the Bills, though. So I'm going with uh, Dable as the coach of the year right there. Wait, one more time. Bills. Brian, is it, it's Brian, what, Dable, right? Brian Dable is the coach of the Giants. No, no. Sorry, who's the coach of the Bills? Sean McDermott. McDermott, sorry. Okay. That's why oh, I was my like, God, I have a brain fart no, for Dable a second. Dable was there. the offensive coordinator with sorry. the Bills, but yes, he's now with the Giants. Right. Okay. I'm having a bad night tonight. That's why I was like, wait, you're picking the Giants, Dable, to win <laughs> fucking coach of the no, year. I, was, uh, I thought give you were serious. Me, uh, yeah, the Bills coach. Okay, sorry. Sean McDermott. McDermott, okay. yes. All right. It's a bad night so far. Frank Wright, coach of the year. He's got him for the Colts. Very possible. Uh, we'll see, though. I'd I mean, hack it as number two for the Broncos because I think they might have a good year, too. It'll be tough because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, who won the South last year? I'm, this is a serious question. The AFC South. Was it the Colts? You're wrong. I don't know if you're wrong. You just said so, I really don't know. So it's the Colts. So who's in that division? It's the Colts. It's the Colts, Jaguars, uh, Texans, Texans and, and, oh, the Titans. Titans, Titans won the division. Yeah. That's who I forgot. Okay. I couldn't remember. Never mind. So they did not win the division. Okay. So Frank Reich has had some success, though, with Indianapolis. They did make the playoffs with Phillip Rivers, if I'm not mistaken. Mistaken. Um, last year, they were close to making the playoffs. That's right. They pissed away. If they won against Jacksonville, I think they make the playoffs or something like that last year, and they fucked it all up. Um, so, yeah, Frank Reich could definitely be up there. But, I mean, he'd probably have to get 12, 13 wins, give or take, to to be in contention because he's had success before. So it's not like he turned around a shit team, if that makes sense. I think that's usually who they give it to. That's why I'm going with Nick Sirianni, because I know the Eagles snuck into the playoffs last year, but I think he's going to improve them to where they win the division instead of just, you know, coasting in as a wild card. Um, yeah, that's right, because uh, Mike Vrabel won coach of the year last year. So that works. That sounds about right. <laughs> uh, next up, MVP. Go ahead, Kyle. So I think with the uh, Steel City guys, I put down Josh Allen. I, I'm going to stick with that. I, I think he's going to have a hell of a year. My second pick was Brady. I think I also had him. I was thinking about him as well. But, um, yeah, and give me Josh Allen. I think MVP for the year. Okay. Uh, I am going with a guy who I almost picked for comeback player of the year, but I decided I think he's just going to fucking dominate this year. Derrick Henry. You're in a Derrick Henry train this year, huh? I drafted him one in one league for the first time ever because he slid to, like, the sixth or seventh pick, and I was able to get him. And uh, because I now have him, I want him to just fucking go off. So I'm I'm all in for Derrick Henry. I Honestly, I was going to pick him for comeback player of the year, and then I thought about it, and I kind of wanted to be abstract with my MVP pick. And I was thinking, like, who could win it that's not a quarterback? That's not somebody that everyone's going to be picking. And I was like, Derrick Henry, I, I think that'd be cool if he just fucking goes off this year. Wins MVP as a running back, I'd be excited to see that. So it's, I'm going with Derrick Henry. It's so weird with Derrick Henry. They were talking about like like a stat on on the radio the other day about they were trying to compare obviously with you know how Chubb doesn't get ran as much as you know most number one running backs get ran, and they were sure. comparing him to to uh, Henry. And it's just it's astronomical the amount of times that Derrick Henry gets the ball in a game, like in a season. I mean, he touches that ball so many damn times. And how many times he runs the ball. I mean, the chances he gets, it's just insane how much they lean on him as a running back. Like, yeah, absolutely. You, I can't imagine he has many good years left with as many miles as he has on his body. But, I mean, I don't know. He's a big dude. But it, it's crazy how, he, how many times he touches that ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry, that's the one big thing with him was that he's the only guy in Tennessee. Right. He doesn't get rests. And so, that, eventually like, you like break he, down as a player. It's not like he's an elusive back. Like, he doesn't, like, juke you. He runs through you. So, he takes more damage the to his body. The only thing that I have as kind of, like, a saving grace with him is that his in injury last year was a foot injury. Yeah. If it were, like, a knee or something more sure. severe, I'd be like, fuck. 
but he he actually was healthy. He was if I'm did he play in the playoff game? I don't remember. I think he came, he came he back. He came yeah. back the first game. I think last year back was the playoff game. Yeah, so he came came yeah. back for the playoffs. So it wasn't like a season-ending injury that needed surgery and needed months and months to get healthy right. from. He rested, he got better and came back a little early, but it was the playoffs, so I respect that. Um, and then had a full offseason to get healthy. And again, not a not a damaging knee injury or anything like that. So I'm confident in Derrick Henry. And if he stays so healthy. I wasn't saying he's a bad pick. I'm just saying no, that's no, 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 crazy no. I'm saying I'm, stats. Yeah, no, it's him. insane. I mean, he missed most of last year, about half of it, and he was still like top 10 in most running back categories at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. That just shows you how dominant he was in the first half of the season. So I'm hoping he continues that and he carries my fantasy team right into the playoffs, and he can get himself an MVP can, uh, a trophy. And if not, I don't give a fuck as long as my fantasy team wins. I don't give a shit what happens to Derrick Henry in real life. <laughs> All right. And final Super Bowl picks. <sighs> now, did we want the winner or the teams in the Super Bowl? Who beating who? Mm. I just got invited to a fantasy league. I have to politely decline, so feel free to go ahead. Another fantasy league? Jeez. Um, <laughs> Buffalo. Rams, Buffalo winning the Super Bowl. All right. I am going with the Green Bay Packers. Of course you are. Beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course you are. I legit think that was your pick last year, too. It was. And I'm just I'm going with it till it fucking happens. Because last year I picked Aaron Rodgers to win the MVP and Green Bay to win the Super Bowl. I got the MVP, didn't get the Super Bowl. At, at one year, this is that pick's not going to work very well. Just well, so eventually you know. Aaron Rodgers is going to retire, and I can't pick them anymore because there's no fucking way I'm picking Jordan Love to win a Super Bowl or anything. So I'm just doing it till Rodgers retires or ODs on ayahuasca, whichever comes first. We're going to find out. <laughs> so I'm going Green Bay beating the Kansas City Chiefs, and that is that. That was our official, unofficial preseason picks that actually mean nothing just something for us to fuck around with and talk about um but you know what honestly the last couple of years we've done these picks we've come close in a lot of them yeah for sure we've won we've actually gotten a lot of them right too um one thing though a lot of times though we can look back and sometimes our picks are trash and when you're dealing with trash sometimes it can leave a little bit of a stink and what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna need to call my friends at fitz trash bin cleaning llc give them a call Locally owned, eco-friendly trash bin cleaning service in Northwest Ohio, serving North Ridgeville and surrounding areas. Give them a call at 440-752-1533 or go to ftbcusa.com. Tell them Redline Radio sent you, and they're going to clean up your trash. So there's some things that you don't put in the trash. You just want to dump down the drain. You know, you have your little garbage disposal. You're like, ah, that'll take care of it, right? It doesn't always happen. What happens when it doesn't work correctly? The drains get clogged. Who do you call when your drains get clogged? Do you have somebody come out and take a look at them? Smith's Drain Service, LLC. Uh, they're, they're your local drain cleaning experts. They specialize in main sewer lines, bathtub and laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drains, downspouts, and so much more. They're family-owned and operated. Give them a call at Smith's Drain Service, 440-242-8704. You know, there's some drain service going on at my work right now. We're going through a lot of construction. We're redoing our building. It's looking very nice. Uh, I asked them, I said, who are you guys going through? And they did not say Smith's Drain Service, and I was kind of pissed. And then I said, I'll ask you one time, who are you buying your tooling from? It better be fucking Dynatech. And they said, oh, God, it is. Why wouldn't we buy from the best? And I said, you're damn right you are. Because Dynatech, they're testified by many satisfied customers that their diamond saw blades are the fastest cutting and longest lasting. Dynatech, they... I lost my place. Dynatech is the only saw blade company recommended by the pavement marking manufacturing industry located in Elyria, Ohio. 
Elyria, Ohio. I got to say that slower. Dynatech is committed to being the top diamond saw blade company around the world. Their products include saw blade, abrasive blades, pavement marking blades, cordial rigs, cordial bits, high-speed gas saws, masonry saws, walk-behind saws, tile saws, and other construction equipment. If you're interested in learning anything about Dynatech, feel free to go to Dynatech.com, D-Y-N-T, D-Y-N-A-T-E-C-H.com, or give them a call, 1-800-446-9001. Tell them Redline sent you. Hold on. We're going to take a second for a break. Not a break, but we have a pick in my draft real quick. We'll go back to this in a second here. Oh, you know what? That's all. Kyle, you do your pick because I'm going to sit here and talk about everybody, how we're making these picks from the beautiful state-of-the-art studio number two. Brought to you by Growing Wings Adult Services. Growing Wings Adult Services has over seven years of experience for taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, call Lisa, 234-334-7547. So I hope the second question you asked your company who was remodeling your place was, who's doing the construction? Because if the answer wasn't Wiggins Construction, I feel bad. Because Wiggins Construction does a lot of beautiful work. The, the studio we're sitting in, which you just named, was done by Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement. That it was. Um, they do bathrooms, kitchens, windows, doors, siding, and much more. If you need anything done, whether it be a, at a commercial place or a resident, give them a call to take care of you. Give Will a call at 440-731-7654. Tell them that we sent you. They'll be able to take care of you. They'll hook you up. Now, we need everybody at home to do me one favor. I don't ask for much. <laughs> However, I'm going to ask for a big favor. And that is, go to ohioentertainment.media, and when you get there, it's going to say email address, show, or uh, nominee, slash category. I need you to put your email in, whatever that may be, and then in nominee, category, I need you to type in every fucking show from Redline Radio from top to bottom. And obviously, you're going to want to start at the top, and that is, of course, Tim Buck Tuesday. He gets my vote for best podcast. Tim Buck Tuesdays is our boy, our very own Tim Buck Tuesday, sitting over there running the board, killing it today. Happy to have him back. His show is Tuesday night from 6 to 8 on Redline Radio from Studio One. Nominate him. Next up, you're going to want to nominate, talking about balls, obviously. You guys know us. I don't need to tell you any more about that. Then you're going to want to nominate, nominate Steel City Renegade. You're going to want to nominate Crossing the Mic. You're going to want to nominate the Lex Vegas Show. You're going to nominate uh, Club Pizzle. I mean, the list goes on and on. There we is have no limit to how many times you can submit. Fourth and 15. Time. As far as I know, yeah, you can fill that whole page up. Yep, so recommend absolutely. every show at Redline Radio because we are on every day of the week. We have shows every night of the week. We have TMI on Saturdays. We have Just Therapy on Mondays. We've got... Uh, uh, Money's Crazy Soundtrack on Thursdays, Money's Crazy Mind on Fridays, 4th and 15 on Saturdays, Medium Ratchet, uh, uh, Kevin and Quan on, on Sundays, just loaded. She Vibes is going on right now while they just wrapped up. But give She Vibes the nomination that they deserve at OhioEntertainment.media. Do that. Let everybody know that you did it. After you vote, do a screenshot, whatever you want to do. Let everybody at Redline Radio know that you're supporting us because we're going to support everybody here at Redline Radio. So we expect you to do the same. Nominate everybody. If any of us actually get nominated and we're able to get voted for, vote for us. We want somebody at Redline Radio to take home a prize, whether that's us, whether that's Tim, the guy at Steel City Renegades. Obviously, you don't have to worry about voting for them. They can fend for themselves. Um, I'm just kidding. Vote for everybody at Redline. We're all one big family. We just want to see everybody succeed. So make sure you guys do all that. Speaking of which, this Friday, Grape, I will be a guest on the show. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, boy. So make sure you nominate Grape also Friday nights, the Grapevine. I will be there. I'll be live in studio at Studio One. I haven't been there in a long time. I'm excited to go. I've never actually met Grape in person. We just we talk on, on Facebook and all that. Um, 
they I'm give excited. You, they give you the agenda. Like, what's the rundown of the show yet? Uh, it's pretty much going to be me learning how to say spider correctly, and uh, that's going to be about it. I think that's that's pretty much the whole show. It's going to take about an hour and a half to two hours to learn all that. <laughs> is, is Tim producing that show too? Yeah, I think so. You nice. you produce that, right, Tim? Yeah, uh, me and Precious Tag Team. Okay. Nice. Perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll see be, you I'll guys on Friday in. night. I'll be tuning in. I can't wait. I'm really excited to be there. Uh, but that's going to be this Friday, so check that out. And obviously, if you don't want to nominate anybody, if you're not interested in doing that, that's fine. But go to Redline Radio and check out all those great shows because, again, every day of the week we have something. You can catch replays. Give everybody some love. Watch all these shows. If you're a sports fan, we're not the only sports show on here. Club Pizzle talks sports. I know Tim will talk about anything. Steel City Renegades Sunday, they focus on Steelers and mostly Cleveland Browns football for some reason, and they're called Steel City Renegades. I don't understand it. Uh, fourth and 15, they talk about a little bit of everything. Every show talks about great shit, so just check it all out, okay? Redline Radio. Did you say Steel City Renegades? I thought they oh, were... Oh, Steel City Running Late. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. I, I'm, the name the name changed. It had me confused. Yeah, there. that's okay. They're, uh, we're, we're at the end of the month. They haven't announced awards yet. I'm sure they're going to win most shared show at Redline Radio for the 15th consecutive month. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll learn those hopefully soon when Lee wakes up and can tell everybody about the awards. All right, moving on with the show. That was our break. Again, I like not actually having to stop because then I lose momentum. So we are going to roll right through it, and it is officially time. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, let me get out my trusty notebook. Is this uh, year four of us doing this? I think it is. Three or four, something like that, yeah. I think it's four. Yeah, I think, yeah, because the first, I don't remember. Yeah, it's something like that. I have no 19, idea, honestly. 20, 20, yeah, fourth. Your fourth year, brand new. Brand new. First page. Just cracked it open. Cracking her open. We are going with the week one 2022 picks. Let me do that right now. Week one. Just so you know, this is the year of the Kyle. This is this is my year to bring it home. And as always, if, for those of you that are familiar with the show, welcome back. For those of you that are, are watching us for the first time, do our pick segment. What we do, we go around the NFL every game. We save the Browns for last. We do our picks. We rotate. So I'll go, Kyle goes, and then Kyle goes, I go, et cetera. We, we rotate. We keep it fun, uh, keep it fresh. If you guys have any takes on what we say, we try to break down quickly why we made the pick that we made because right now it is 8.15, so we have 45 minutes to do our picks, do a Browns breakdown, just a tip, wrap up the show. Perfect timing. I'm very excited for this. Uh, there's a burp for you all for the second half. I don't know why. I'm so Yeah, thank you. I'm very gassy today for whatever reason. I don't understand it. What would you eat for dinner? Literally a salami sandwich. I wasn't kidding. Oh. I was, Tara and I are cleaning up the house to get ready for this party on Saturday. So I like, next thing I know, it's like. Five forty-five. You just, you, you eat salami sandwiches for dinner. Cause that's just what people do. <laughs> um, yeah, but without further ado, I, for those of you that want to play uh, at home with us, I go on NFL.com. I look at the schedule. I go top to bottom Browns game saves for the end. So, of course, we start off with Thursday night football tomorrow night. Hold on. Soft plug. We yep. still have time. Sure, sure, sure. We have the CBS uh, pickums that we're doing this year. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we did a friend of the show passed away earlier. He ran it the last two years. Um, this year we're taking it over. Um, we've got 17 people, 18 people who've jumped in already. It's $25 for the whole year. Yep. Um, and it's in CBS. You pick them. You pick them through the app, and you have a chance to win some good money back at the end of the year. If you're watching right now, you want to be part of that, shoot me a message offline, on Facebook, whatever. I'll get you added in. Just got to get it in, locked in before 8 p.m. tomorrow night. It is a straight pick em. We don't use a spread, nothing Correct. like that. Yep, uh, which goes right into Thursday's game. Let's do it. Bills being hosted. 
by the defending Super Bowl champions, uh, Los Angeles Rams. I almost said St. Louis out of instinct. Um, they're getting the rings. It's the ring ceremony day championship celebration. Um, I'll start off because that's what we do here. I am going with the Buffalo Bills. I think, A, the Buffalo Bills are going to be very good this year. They've been very good for the last couple of years, but I think they're going to be really good this year. I think they're very motivated. The way they lost against Kansas City probably still has a bad taste in their mouths. Now you're going in against the the Rams, who realistically the Bills could have been facing in the Super Bowl had they beat the, the Chiefs as they thought they were going to. Uh, I think the Rams are going to be a little too in the clouds. They're going to be so excited to be celebrating. It's it's going to be a huge event, national TV, getting your rings, seeing the banner come down, a little bit more. And again, this also goes back to the practice thing with Aaron Donald swinging the helmet around at everybody. It seems like they're a little distracted right now where you don't hear that kind of shit about the Bills. The Bills seem locked and loaded. They seem like a team on a mission that's pissed off. They think they should have been in the Super Bowl, possibly won the Super Bowl, because I think the Bills are a much better team than the Bengals. I think the Bills probably could have beaten the Rams, realistically. I, I honestly think that if that would have been the case, but we'll never know. So I'm not going to live in the past, but I'm picking the Bills at least in this matchup. It may not be the Super Bowl, but it is a matchup against the defending Super Bowl champions. I'm going Buffalo. Yeah, no uh, no disagreement on this side of the table. I am also going with the Bills. I think it's been known I'm, I'm choosing the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. I think their path starts off pretty, uh, a pretty good game though. I'm looking forward I to the game. I just hope it's a great one. I remember last year, like it was yesterday, um, it was the Cowboys against the Buccaneers Thursday night football to start yeah. the season off, and that was a hell of a game. The 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 the, the Cowboys almost won it. I remember like it was a late missed field goal or something yeah. like that. Fantastic game. My buddy's a Cowboys fan. He was heartbroken. Honestly, it feels like yesterday. I remember watching that game. So, <laughs> but yeah, give me the Bills. I think it's gonna be a good game. Um, can't wait to watch it tomorrow. I'll be bowling. First night of bowling starts tomorrow night. So, Ooh. Uh, but yeah, Bills. Bills over the Rams tomorrow. Let's, let's go. This is my time. I love football season, as all of you know. So I, I couldn't be happier that the the season's starting tomorrow, and it's for real. Uh, next up, Sunday, we have uh, the fuck uh, game one of the day on the docket here at NFL.com. New Orleans Saints against the Atlanta Falcons NFC South matchup. Kyle, take it away. Yeah, um, I, I think we've we've mentioned this a couple of times, even during this podcast, that we're not sh- we're not very sold on uh, the Falcons being a great team. I mean, they're led by Marcus Mariota. Um, I think we've talked highly, and you've talked highly of the Saints. I, I think this is going to be a, a good year for the Saints. Uh, I think they get the win. I think they get an easy win uh, against the Falcons here. So yeah, give me the Saints. Um, Saints versus Falcons. I'll take the Saints. All right. Kyle's going with the Saints. I am going to go with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, no-brainer pick for me. Uh, Honestly, I think the Atlanta Falcons will be one of the teams that competes for the number one overall pick. They're going to be that bad. They they, they realistically should be drafting in the top five. Uh, It's a a pretty loaded quarterback class coming out next year. And I think a a few teams are really set on tanking, truthfully. that team gets a good quarterback next year. They got a good offense to put that quarterback. Sure, because again, you got to take into consideration he's suspended for this year, but next year they get Calvin Ridley back. So you have Calvin Ridley, Drake London, you have Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Yeah. Now you get yourself a quarterback. You get you get the ball rolling a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so that's definitely a team to keep an eye on in the future. But again, when everybody was wanting Jimmy Garoppolo to get traded, everybody was talking about all the destinations he could possibly go to, et cetera. There were plenty of them. However, it's the teams need to want him. I think Atlanta wouldn't want a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota because they want to stink. Uh, same as the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks have Drew Locke. Drew Locke fucking blows. But they stuck with him. They did not trade for Baker Mayfield. They did not even attempt. Not that I, I don't think the uh, Niners would have traded within the division. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't think they even bothered picking up the phone. 
I, I think the Seahawks want to suck. They want to draft themselves a franchise quarterback next year. <laughs> so with that being said, I think this is no different. Uh, Atlanta's going to be bad. They're going to find ways to lose just because they're not a very good team, and they're, they're, they're trying to fail. Yep. So give me the Saints. Next up, the 49ers at Chicago Bears. Uh, this one's tough. I'm not going to lie. I think the Bears are going to be a really bad team. They've done Justin Fields no favors. They haven't done much to protect him. They haven't done much for him to, to throw to. Uh, they're, they're not a very good team. On the flip side, you have the Niners, who are the almost defending NFC champions because they were a Jimmy Garoppolo shitty drive away from going to the Super Bowl. They didn't make it. Now they're Jimmy Garoppolo's on the bench. Trey Lance is, is taking the, the, the helm, and everything I've seen and read is he still stinks. Trey Lance, it is. He's still struggling. He doesn't exactly look like a franchise quarterback, and they're moving forward with him. However, I think they have a really good test week one against the very, very bad Chicago Bears, and that's it's, that's going to lead to a San Francisco 49ers W. Okay, perfect. I thought we were going somewhere different. I think you were taking the Bears there. That's for what me. I do. I like to. I was like, I was like, I like oh, to toy first with the difference of the bit. year. I like to toy with the audience a little bit. Yeah, give me the 49ers. I, I don't. I mean, like you said, the Bears. I, I'm. I think Justin Fields is going to have a much better year this year. I think that offense is going to move the ball, but I think the 49ers are just the better team in this scenario. So give me the 49ers in this win. Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields, again, he not much of an offensive line, not much weapons to throw to. Uh, the Niners' defense is still going to be very good. You've got Nick Bosa. Yep. Uh, they're in good shape. I think they're going to unfortunately make life a living hell for Justin Fields on Sunday. He's going to struggle mightily. So I think it's going to be a pretty easy win for the Niners, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I agree. Next up, we have the game of the week for the Steel City running lights. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers against the ball, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I, got, I, got, I saw the B, and it fucked me up. Um, the defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals, at home. <laughs> That's just weird to say. Against It really is. <laughs> against the Mitch Trubisky-led Pittsburgh Steelers. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's all, it all just sounds funny. None, none just... of that seems real. It's like we're in fucking Bizarro World or something. <laughs> Uh, give me the Bengals on this one. Uh, I I can't pick the Steelers, and even if it, the Steelers had a better team than they do this year, I'd just be hard to pick the Steelers, even though I hate both these teams. But yeah, it's hard to choose or pick against Cincinnati coming off of a Super Bowl run, coming off of being the AFC champions, coming off of a season where Burrow just kind of put it out there. I, I don't see anything changing, really. I, I think Cincy's going to win this one pretty easily. I think Burrow's going to have a hell of a day. I think they're going to have a hell of an offensive day against the Steelers. Steelers don't have a great defense. No, the Steelers' defense is good, not great. I mean, you have uh, T.J. Watt, you've got Cam Hayward, and then you've got a bunch of spare parts. Yeah. Um, I, just, I mean, I, I know they traded they for holes, uh, they traded for that, or maybe not. No, they signed that linebacker who got released, Miles Jack. Um, but that's one of those situations where, yeah, Miles Jack could be great, but he was also released. So it kind of makes you think. There's a reason for that. That's kind of how I always look at things. The older a player gets, when a team's willing to let him go for nothing, uh, makes me think that there's some bigger issues that maybe they know about. So I don't know if that's enough to like put some sort of fear in the eyes of an offense because they now have Miles Jack. Um, offensively, I'm, I'm very skeptical on the, the Steelers, to be honest. You've got some decent wide receivers, but you've got a quarterback in Mitch Trubisky behind a very, very bad offensive line. You've got Najee Harris, who's a pretty good running back, but again, behind a very bad offensive line. Cincinnati Bengals, I'm very curious to see what they do this year. Uh, was last year a fluke? There are statistics that back it all up that most teams that lose the Super Bowl go on to have 
pretty disappointing seasons the next year. Sure. A lot of times. Uh, could this be that situation? Or did last year, was that the real deal? Does Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase, are they really going to be the next, you know, uh, Montana and Rice type of combo where you have this dynamic quarterback and dynamic wide receiver that just continue to get better because they're both going into one's going into year three, the other's going into year two. So they're extremely young and they were great last year. So that does word, that the word dynamic, I don't know if I would throw it in there. I mean good. Except but... for against the Browns when uh <laughs> I wouldn't say dynamic. When Jamar Chase can't seem to find the football because <laughs> we lock him the fuck down. We'll see if that continues. But I'm really curious to see if the Bengals can continue to be good or if last year was kind of a fluke and, and maybe this year they're put back into reality. Uh, I'm still skeptical of their offensive line. I don't care that they added uh, who's a Tyron Smith or whatever. Yep. Uh, or was it Lael Collins? Whoever it was. Whoever the Dallas, fuck. Dallas, right? Yeah. Yeah, Smith is still with Dallas. They added Lael Collins, I think. Either way, not enough to impress me because I saw the Dallas Cowboys offensive line suck ass last year too. So they didn't add like Joe Thomas in his prime. Uh, I, I really am curious to see what happens. I don't think this is going to be a great test, though, to see what the true Bengals are because, as you said, I, I agree with you. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be great this year by any stretch. So I'm going with the Bengals in a pretty easy win on Sunday for me as well. Next up, you have the Philadelphia Eagles against the hard knock. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the hard knock Cinderella's the Detroit lions. <laughs> they were on hard knocks to make the, everybody the feel team good. That for everyone's going to be pulling for right? And everybody's going to be a fan of these guys. And then you're going to watch them play on Sunday and you're going to realize Dan Campbell's full of hot air and they fucking suck. And Jared Goff stinks Give me the Eagles. Yeah, I mean the Eagles should be in Super Bowl talks this year with that team. Absolutely, that's you know I said Nick Sirianni is my early pick for the coach of the year, um, and I think they get off to it. This is kind of like the Niners starting off against the Bears. This is almost like an extra preseason game for the Eagles. You're facing the Lions, who I don't think are going to be good. Watching Hard Knocks, watching that team, Dan Campbell talks to this team like they're legitimately a Super Bowl contender, but they suck. They continue to make mistakes. Well, you got to build up confidence somehow. I mean, I suppose, but I mean, my God, be a little realistic. <laughs> be a little realistic. You, you yeah, talk, I'm going with Philly. You got to talk your Cub Scouts up a little bit to go out there and kind of give the old A for A for I mean, effort, honestly, if, if, if you were blind and you couldn't actually see what was happening on, on in the show or on the field for the Lions, the way Dan Campbell talks, you're honestly like, holy shit, these guys must be amazing. <laughs> and then you actually see it and you're like, never mind, scratch that. Uh, yeah, so I'm taking the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to have one hell of a year. Um, I hope so too because I've got – Hurts in two of my my fantasy football leagues. Yeah. So I'm hoping he has a one hell of a year too. Uh, but since he's not since he, but I'm sorry, the Eagles are just an all around good team, offense and defense. Yep. Um. So yeah, give me the Eagles. This one easy win for them on okay. Sunday. Fair enough. All right. And uh, next up, I am gonna go, or we're gonna go down south to the Houston Texans, hosting Indianapolis Colts. Kyle, start us off. Battle of the AFC South. I mean, give me the Colts all day, every day. I don't think the Texans win more than two games this year. Um, really? I mean, yeah, I, I don't see it. They got a little bit better in the off season and they brought back pretty much everybody. The same head coach. They're sticking with Davis mills. You still have Brandon cooks. I, You've got Damian I Pierce now as a starting running back. Okay. Don't see it. I think, uh, I think the Texans are going to have a bad year. I think they're, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I just don't see it happening. I give me the Colts. This one easy one. I think the Colts are going to have another good season for them. Um, should be, I think, double-digit victory here. Double I'm, with, I'm with you in picking the Colts for sure. I don't know if I agree with the two wins for the Texans. I could sure. see them being a 6-7 win team, kind of surprising some people. Mm -hmm. I really think, at least last year, again, I fully understand this is a total separate year. A lot of things change. Last year, a team could be a, a, a pretender, and the next year, they're a contender, and vice versa. Uh, the Texans were expected to be terrible last year. Davis Mills ended up being, statistically speaking, 
he was the best rookie quarterback out of that class, which is surprising. Uh, the Texans liked him so much that they said, we do not want Baker Mayfield in any trades for Deshaun Watson. We're not interested in any other quarterbacks. We're sticking with Davis Mills. Uh, that makes me think that they see something in him, and I think he did show a little bit last year. Again, you have Brandon Cooks, decent wide receiver. Mm -hmm. You've got Damian Pierce, the new rookie running back, who everybody thinks is going to be a stud. Uh, some things could happen there. Lovey Smith, for whatever reason, got those guys listening last year. So two wins is a little light, um, but I, I'm with I don't think the Texans are going to be good by any stretch. Um, but, yeah, give me the Colts in this matchup. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a couple games going down the line where I may pick the Texans, but I think two two is a little light. Okay, so they're going 0-17 So we're doing an o we're, Let's do an over-under uh, two wins for the, the, the Texans with Kyle. We're going with two. All right. Um, next up, we have the New England Patriots going to Miami. This is a tough, tough game to predict. I feel predict. like we might differ on this one. Okay. Um, so my issue here with this one, it's hard to pick because you have the Dolphins, total new team, essentially, Uh they, they obviously don't have Brian Flores as the head coach anymore. They now added Tyreek Hill. They they have Mike McDaniels, the head coach, who is a very, very, from San Francisco, uh, run-heavy kind of player. That He's going to run a similar offense to Kyle Shanahan, and that means a lot of running with some explosive plays. Expect Tyreek Hill to be used a lot like Debo Samuel was used in San Francisco, and I think that's going to be tremendously effective for the Dolphins. However, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good I think he might be a more accurate quarterback than Tua. I'm not a huge Tua fan, yeah. personally. So I'm very curious to see how that's going to work out because um, Mike McDaniel was working with a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo who was consistent. He ran their offense perfectly, and they never really needed a deep threat like they have with Tyreek Hill. And I don't know if Tua is the quarterback to fit with that. They just don't seem like a good match to me. I'm very curious to see how this shapes out. So I don't know who to pick in this game, if I'm being honest. I'm kind of torn. The Patriots, on the other hand, you have Bill Belichick. Last year, they looked really good in the first half of the season. It, Mac Jones was, you know, an early pick for rookie of the year. They were winning games. They were going right back to the playoffs. It looked like he had himself the next Tom Brady. And then the second half of the season, defense has really figured out Mac Jones. And as it showed in the playoffs where the uh, Buffalo Bills just fucking put a spanking on the Patriots. Uh, this game's really, really tough. The Patriots usually struggle for whatever reason in the beginning of the season against lower teams and that was back when they had tom brady now you have mac jones going into year two who i'm not a huge fan of personally going up against a new revamped miami dolphins team give me the home team i'm going with the home team i'm going with miami you are like the like the storyteller on the ropes back and forth. You like what that? You're doing. You, you get, like that? You got me thinking one way. So we are the same on this one. Are we really? So I for sure thought you were going Patriots. Okay. I really thought you would. You guys I, like that? I, though? I, I, I keep everybody at home. You don't know where I'm going. I I did not believe. I did not believe you had that much faith in the Dolphins in this game. I thought you were for sure going to Patriots. This one, truthfully, is a coin flip. I'm just going with the home team. Yeah. Home field advantage. I think it's going to be hot as fuck down in South Florida. Uh, Patriots are obviously in New England. Uh, of course, it's winter, it's summer, so I mean it's hot everywhere. But I think that humidity and heat down in South Florida could be next level for some of these guys. Maybe they're not prepared for it. Whereas the Dolphins are practicing in this every day; they're kind of acquaint, accustomed to it. So that's the only reason I'm picking them. It's almost like literally a fifty-fifty tie. I'm just going with the home team. I like that's the it. Dolphins' defense. I like I them too. last year. I think they're going to do I like them just as well this with year. With Brian Flores, now obviously new head coach. Sure, I but get it. Mike McDaniel, again, coming from San Francisco, he was an offensive coach, but still implementing things that the yep. defense taught them, and San Francisco is known for defense as well. So 
Yeah, give me that home team. Yeah, so I, I'm taking Dolphins. I, I like the Dolphins this year. I think they're going to be a good team. They'll be. I think they'll be above 500 this year. Um, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. I don't think that Tua is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes, which is yeah, the Tyree weirdest Hill, shit ever he, I've he, seen. You, you mean to tell me they drug test Miles Garrett when he wears <laughs> sleeveless shirts, but they don't drug test Tyree when has, Hill when he, when he says opinions like that? When he says right, Tua is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Get the fuck out of here. It's crazy. And then what, who was the other one that said something? Was it Watkins that said something about um, – um, Sammy Watkins said, uh, I, I mean, I guess that's true. It's a whole different level. You're right. Yeah. He's now with Green Bay. So Sammy Watkins was just like Aaron Rodgers is like throws a ball like nobody I've ever seen. And I think that's fair. That's not that's not Tua and Patrick Mahomes that are fucking this far apart. That's you got two of the best quarterbacks we may ever see in Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers in, in, in the same sentence. So not too far fetched. True. True. But yeah, give me the Dolphins in this one. All right. Next up, we have the possibly game of the week for some. The Joe Flacco Bowl, the revenge game. Joe Flacco gets to face off against his former Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson wants that new contract. He basically said Friday could be the deadline for the new contract. You think the Ravens and the Jets can be the game of the week? No, I'm totally fucking around. I'm a drug test. The Joe Flacco Bowl. <laughs> the drug test you or something. No, this one, uh, I'll let you lead the way, but I think we're going to have. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty I mean, simple. I, picks. There's no possible way. Yeah, give me the Ravens on this one. Um, yeah, I mean this should be pretty. Uh, I'm looking for a high scoring game out of their uh, out of Mark Andrews because I've got him in again in like I think two of my leagues as well. So yeah, I hope they throw it to the tight end all game. Uh, this game's this game's gonna be weird. Uh, first and foremost, this is a little not off topic. It's it's relating to what we're talking about, but uh, there are gonna be weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle and I do not discuss our picks in advance at all. Oh, so yeah, people probably should know that. <laughs> people should know that. We do not break this down in advance. So there are going to be weeks because we just do it on the fly. Like I could see Kyle has his circled. I haven't written anything down. I'm literally yeah. going on the fly and I don't pick just because, oh, Kyle took this team. I'll take this team. I stick with my gut. So sure. if we have the same pick, it is what it is. Uh, there might be a week where our record is literally the same. And so. there are times where on the fly too, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about a pick. And you'd be like, you know, I was going to go with this one, but I'm changing my mind. I'm going with this one now. That happens, oh, yeah. too. Absolutely. That happens a and lot, it, actually. So to help everybody out, I, I, I text Tim today. We're going to get this for next. And this week, we don't even have our, a record, so it doesn't matter. But uh, Zero and zero. What I would like to do in the future. No, don't worry about it, Tim. I, I just thought about it now myself. I forgot about it. Because, again, we don't have a record, so it doesn't matter. But we're doing week one picks. But going forward, we'll have a ticker scrolling across the bottom that will keep our scores throughout the week. I update those and everything. We'll, we'll do that. Um, but that's what Kyle and I do. I mean, we, we like to do our picks. And, again, we do not talk about games in advance we wait till today we do our picks and we we shoot it right from the hip the only so. times we talked about games in the past is if we had to get a pick in before thursday night because we weren't recording before that but now it's yeah. never going to be an issue yeah we should be fine and, and you know yep. worst case one rule that we have which we talked about before we went on air today is that if god forbid you you pick a team and the quarterback breaks his leg or is out or something anything god forbid you want to make a change you are entitled to do that up until the kickoff of whatever game we just make a post of it we'll text each other so we both have it on record and we'll make a post on Facebook or whatever so everybody in public can see it, and it keeps it all fair. If but Justin we, we Tucker, are allowed to change picks. Justin Tucker gets injured. I might change that Ravens pick. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, I mean, Joe Flacco's coming with some fucking vengeance. <laughs> uh, but, no, I'm with you. I am very – very curious. I, would love, I love that, uh, the thought of it, I should say. And – uh, I'm, I'm kind of bummed, truthfully, that, that Zach Wilson will not be their quarterback for week two against the Browns, but I'm also happy because, A, I think Joe Flacco is, you know, obviously old. He's, he's a very stoic quarterback. Their, their team sucks. I, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape. And, B, I want to see Zach Wilson go out there and struggle against my Browns because then I can talk shit to my, fan, my friends that are Jets fans. 
However, it's not going to happen this year. It, it is what it is. Um, you, you take what you can. But again, as a Browns fan, I, I'm okay with it because maybe Zach Wilson somehow is going to be a good quarterback. We don't have to face him in week two. Again, easy wins for the Browns. It's all I care about. Hopefully that's what's coming next week. Um, but for this week, not going to be easy for the Jets going up against the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is going to be playing this season with a lot to prove because he wants that guaranteed contract. So I think he's really going to outdo himself. He's going to he's really going to swing for the fences to make sure he's in the MVP conversation. Uh, he wants to prove he's worth that guaranteed money. And it starts week one against the Jets where I think the Ravens win easily. So I'm with you with Baltimore. Next up. Jaguars against the Washington Commanders. Got to get used to saying Commanders. I feel we might differ here. Okay. I am going to go with the Commanders. We differ here. We do. Okay, you're going Jags. Give, All me, right. give me the Jags. New coach. I think they have a whole new energy about them. Um, I, I think it's a you know season two with Lawrence. I think he's got more confidence underneath them, a different kind of I offense. Mean, they, brought in, they brought in Kirk, uh, paid him a shit ton of money. Hopefully he catches that damn ball, uh, but I, I have a good feeling. I think that I think they're gonna come out with something to prove. They're gonna yeah, try to sure. get to wash away last season. So yeah, give me the Jaguars in this one. This one was same thing, kind of a 50-50 split on who I wanted to pick here because, like Kyle said, good points. You have uh, Trevor Lawrence going into year two, but going into year one with Doug Peterson, the Super Bowl winning quarterback from the Eagle or uh, coach from the Eagles. Um, they got Urban Meyer out of there. The dysfunction should be gone from from Jacksonville. I think they had a very good draft class. Again, Trevor Lawrence in year two. You have Travis Travis Etienne, uh, Etienne coming back healthy this year. Who knows Trevor Lawrence like the back of his hand? That run game is going to get even better. They gave Christian Kirk all that money for whatever fucking reason. I still don't understand, <laughs> but they did it. Um, the number one overall pick, I forgot his name, but uh, they took the defensive end. I don't know why I can't think of his fucking name right now. It is what it is. But they 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 really tried to help that defense out. The offense should be okay with Doug Peterson. And then you go to Washington, you've got Ron Rivera, Carson Wentz in the new place, Terry McLaurin, uh, a great wide receiver, Scary Terry. We'll see what happens. I just Chase forget. Young's out too, by the way. Yeah, Chase Young is going to miss the first few weeks of the season because of that injury he suffered last year. Um, this was a toss-up game. I could definitely see the Jacksonville Jaguars winning this one, though, so that's a good pick by Kyle, but I'm just going with the home team on a 50-50 split. That's what I do. Uh, so I'm going Washington, and we have our first difference of opinion of the week. I like it. I you do should too. always pick Washington. I think so too. I mean, that's where the president lives. Who doesn't pick that? You know, I'm I've... also Washington. Seventy-two million people in. Oh yeah, that's Washington. right. Tim Washington, Tim Buck too. That's perfect. Now I feel even better about my pick. Now, if we lose Tim, you have to legally change your last name. That's just the rule. Yes, you have to um, change your last name to Jacksonville. Then, <laughs> Tim Jacksonville. <laughs> it's more sophisticated. Um, next up, we have a matchup between the New York Football Giants. Coached by Brian Dayball, as we learned earlier from Kyle, and they are facing the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Your callback ability is amazing, you like by that? the way. I do like the fact <laughs> that you just you don't you don't waste time bringing. It I don't back. let up. <laughs> um, I'll go first. This is pretty easy. Um, Titans. I think it's yeah. going to be another hell of a year. Like you, Derrick Henry. I think they're going to he's going to run it down the throats. Yeah, New York's going to be a very bad team. Uh, Brian Dayball kind of kind of got a raw deal going there. Um, they're another team that's kind of set up to get a quarterback next year. They already declined Daniel Jones's fifth-year option, so this is going to more than likely be his final year as quarterback for the Giants. He can't seem to stay healthy. He can't play consistently. Uh, I'm not really sure what to expect with this New York football Giants team. I just know that they're not going to be very good. Uh, Saquon Barkley should be healthy. I'm curious to see how he looks because I do have him in one fantasy league, and I got him for a really good value. Uh, I think I got him in like the third or fourth round. Somehow he fell, and... 
I was happy with that. So we'll see if he could stay healthy. He's a dynamic player, but we'll see what happens. That offensive line's not great. They've they've used some good draft picks on the offensive line, but we'll see if it pans out. Uh, Daniel Jones is a fucking bum. Last year they took Kadarius Tony, who's who was, I won't say a bust. He had his flashes, but he's a little bit of a head case. Darius Slayton just took a pay cut to stay in New York. So they've got decent weapons. But when Daniel Jones is your quarterback, uh, you're only going as far as he can take you, and I don't think he's very good. Daniel can't run 100 yards. Jones, like uh, he's just not very good. I, I, I'm not a fan. I can't. Believe I think he, was he made a first it to 75 pick. and then fell. Right? Was yeah, that... he basically collapsed. <laughs> he looked like a like an Ethiopian marathon runner that just hit the finish line <laughs> and just keeled over. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Giants this year. Uh, until they move on from Daniel Jones. So same thing. I'm taking the Titans. You got the Titans who won the South last year. Great team. Smart head coach. Uh, they've they've added some pieces. They've they're they're looking to improve. You got Derrick Henry healthy, so going with the Titans. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. This this one truthfully could be a contender for game of the week. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the uh, Arizona Cardinals in Arizona could be a, g- a great game. Depends on which version of the Cardinals we get because the Cardinals are very hot and cold. Early in the season last year, as you guys all saw, the Cardinals started off hot. They were like eight zero. And then the fucking wheels fell off. They didn't just fall. They went flying off. Um, they tend to start hot. However, no DeAndre Hopkins. He was replaced with Hollywood Brown, but it's still not DeAndre Hopkins, who is arguably the best wide receiver in football when he's healthy and on the field. Kansas City is coming in without Tyreek Hill for the first time, replacing him with Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think, has a lot to prove this year. Someone just drafted Deshaun Watson with Aaron Rodgers still on the on the board. Anyways, sorry. In a dynasty league, I could see it. <laughs> Crazy. Who did he have another quarterback before that though? That's the other thing. I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't look that far, but it's just it's just hold on. Uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so yeah, that's totally just for a future pick. Crazy. Tenth round though. Right, but it's a future pick. He's he's looking for Deshaun. Twenty Wa- rounds. Deshaun Watson's going to be his quarterback uh, for the next ten years. Anyways, moving on, sir. <laughs> Uh, yes, you have the Chiefs against the Cardinals. I think this is my pick to go first. Yes. Okay. Um, I have Kansas City going to the Super Bowl, and I don't think Arizona's really that much of a test. If, As you guys saw in the playoffs last year, uh, round one, the Cardinals faced the Rams and got embarrassed. Uh, I think the Cardinals are a very, very, very big pretender in terms of actual like legitimacy of a team. Uh, being in Super Bowl contention, I don't think that they're real. Give me the Chiefs. Give me that. Uh, seniority, give me that experience that the Kansas City Chiefs have. They've been to two Super Bowls. They've won one. They have an MVP. They know how to put a full season together. The Cardinals have proven that they can't, and now you're without DeAndre Hopkins. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Cardinals have had a few injuries in like the secondary. Uh, so for that, give me the Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to cook. Yeah, I think this is going to be a f- hell of a game to watch, especially with those two quarterbacks. Um, and like you said, it depends on what team the Cardinals bring bring to the game with them even being at home. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. I, I do think it's going to be a close game, though. I'm trying to remember. I mean, I, I, I could look it up later. I don't remember. But uh, when the Cardinals were 8-0, did they even face anybody like that was that tough? I can't even recall. I'd have to go back and look at the schedule I, think, last I remember year. they played the Rams, and that was a pretty decent game that came down to the wire. Right. Um, but other than that, I mean, weren't the Browns one of the teams they faced during their undefeated streak like we got embarrassed yeah. by them like yeah, it was ugly. Us at home. yeah yeah it was pretty bad. so i don't know if they even had to be put to the test against or if they ever were put to the test against a really good team right. so i mean i, I don't I, recall but either way i just i'm going with the yeah, experience the Chiefs are here. gonna win here i think but it's still gonna be a fun game to watch oh absolutely I'm, I'm looking forward to this one big time uh next up you have the new josh mcdaniels led las vegas raiders against the los angeles chargers 
this might be a game to watch. This is gonna should be another great one. This is if you guys remember last year, uh, week seventeen, Sunday night football, Raiders Chargers. It was like winner goes to the playoffs or something like that, or if they tie, they Hell both go. Of a game. Uh, there were rumors that they were gonna agree to a kneel so they could both go to the playoffs, and uh, the the uh, Chargers said, "Fuck that, we're going for the win," and it backfired. They lost. They missed the playoffs. Uh, we're going into year three for Justin Herbert. Has yet to see the playoffs. However, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in football. Statistically, yeah. Statistically, he is. Um, and the Chargers, very, are, Chargers got a hell of a lot better in the offseason, Chargers too. loaded up. Uh, they have uh, J.C. Jackson they acquired in free agency, who, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's actually supposed to miss the game. I think I read that today. Well, Could be got, wrong. They got Cleo Mack. They, yeah, they added Khalil Mack to the defense. They really went hard on the defense. Offensively, they're they're pretty set. They have a great offense. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they needed some pieces. So you've got Khalil Mack. You've got Joey Bosa. Possibly J.C. Jackson. I really can't remember if he's What's still healthy. What's the reason why he's oh, is he, is healthy? I think, I think he was hurt. Like, yeah, okay. they, they announced he's, he's not going to play this week. Uh, you've got Derwin James, who they just locked up to a long-term contract at safety. They've got a decent team, uh, a really good team in, in for the Chargers. However, the Raiders, they're no slouch themselves. They acquired Devontae Adams in the offseason. They added Josh Daniels, who obviously was a fucking joke of a coach when he was alone in Denver. Uh, for that reason, I really don't know what to expect of this Raiders team. So I am going to go with the Chargers. Yeah. I, I think that might have been your pick first, but whatever. No, it's fine. It's it's fine. I, I forgot. Uh, I'm really excited to watch the Raiders play this year. I think they're going to be one of those teams that w- you're not going to know what to get every week with them. Yeah. Because I don't know what part... Devontae Adams is going to play this year because you're expecting him to have another hell of a year, but then you have to remember who was throwing it's to him. It's not Aaron Rodgers, exactly. Right. But so Derek Carr is not a it. slouch, though. I no, mean, he's a very, very good quarterback. I, I would have taken him on Cleveland in right. a heartbeat before right. Deshaun Watson. So it's going to be very interesting to see. That's I'm, I'm going to be really curious to see how this this goes. But, no, I think I think the Chargers get the win here. I think Chargers are just uh, on paper and probably you know was skill-wise just a better team overall. Yep. Um, and I do think this is the year for Herbert. He needs to – as they say, shit or get off the pot this year. I think it's going to be a year for them to make the playoffs. We'll talk about that next week because I do have a thought I wanted to bring up today, but uh, we, we don't have time. I wanted to talk about how how quarterbacks are always graded by their playoff appearances and stuff like that, which I think is unfair to quarterbacks because Justin Herbert, again, statistically, is arguably the best quarterback in his first two seasons in NFL history. He had to make the playoffs, and people looked at that. That's like a bad thing on Herbert, where he has done just about everything he could do to get his team to the best maximum like potential. It's not his fault they haven't made the playoffs. He's obviously played fucking fantastic. So we'll talk about that next week, because I just hear it on other radio shows where every time they bring up Justin Herbert, it's, what's he done? He's never made the playoffs, as if that's the end-all, be-all for a quarterback, where I would take Justin Herbert on the Browns in a heartbeat if given the chance. Obviously, I love Deshaun Watson, but like before that, over Baker... Herbert, I would have taken 100 times out of 100. Um, but we'll talk about that next week, something I want to tease. Uh, next up, the last 4 o'clock game of the of the weekend, we have the Green Bay Packers against the Minnesota Vikings, which I think this is going to be a great game as well. Kyle, take this one away. This one might be a different for us as well. I'm, I'm taking Minnesota. Um, I like the Vikings this year. I think the uh, they're Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook. I think they're gonna, they did well last year. They've done well the year before that. I think this is going to be another year for them to do well, but I think they're going to be just slightly better than the Packers this year. Um, I don't know. I just have, I have a good feel. I think they win that division too. Uh, but yeah, give me Minnesota. Okay. So you and I are actually on the same page as terms of, of who we're picking. You don't agree with the division though. 
No, I think this is reminiscent of a slow start Packers game. last year. Remember when the Packers got embarrassed by the Saints week one? Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, my God, the Packers are yeah, done. But he was proving a point, I thought, last he year. He was, but I also think this year could be kind of similar. It's going to be maybe not he's proving a point, but I think it's going to be a cult, like a shock to them where the, the, the Vikings are going to come out explosive on offense, right. not like they've ever seen. Uh, the Packers did really up their defense. Their defense is expected to be great this year. Um, but you do lose Devontae Adams. You are now your number one wide receiver is Alan Lazard, who is more than likely not playing. He's injured. So it's going to be Rodgers throwing to a bunch of nobodies, and I'm not really sure if that's going to get the job done against the high-powered offense of the Vikings. I think it could take a little bit of time, maybe by week two or three. Rodgers has a better rapport with some of these young guys, but I don't think it's going to happen in week one. So I'm with you. I'm actually going Minnesota as well. As much as I don't like to pick against my boy A-Rod, I have to do it. Uh, Sunday night football, we have a rematch of week one last year, the Buccaneers against the Dallas Cowboys. This time it's in Dallas, though. Um, this one should be a really good game. You've got both teams dealing with a lot of injuries. You've got uh, both teams that that kind of pissed away good exp- good opportunities last year. You had the Buccaneers choke in the playoffs, uh, even though they tried to make a big comeback against the Rams. You had the Cowboys with the Dak Prescott uh, quarterback draw to end the game, to end their season. Um <laughs> They got a lot to prove that it's a redemption game for both teams. But again, you got a lot of injuries. You got Tom Brady, who just took two weeks away from the team, essentially. For plastic surgery. Uh, for the mask Singer, for plastic surgery, to get some oil in his, his gears since he is a robot. Uh, anything could have happened. We don't really know the true story. New head coach, now that uh, the guy with the fucking hat, Bruce Arians, is gone. So a lot of new pieces and parts for both teams. The I think guy this with is a, the fucking hat? Yeah, he wears that fucking Samuel Jackson <laughs> Kangol hat or whatever. Um You've got Mike McCarthy, I think, is on the hot seat this year for the Cowboys. They've underachieved. They're expecting more. Obviously, his first year, you had Dak Prescott break his ankle. Understood. You don't make the playoffs. Last year, the draw play, that's an embarrassing way to lose. Jerry Jones doesn't like to be embarrassed. That's fucking embarrassing. So a bad season out of them could be the end for Mike McCarthy. I think he's got a lot to prove. Uh, Todd Bowles also has a lot to prove. You're taking over for Bruce Arians. They just won the Super Bowl two years ago. They were a quarter away from going back to the Super Bowl last year. Or, well, they would have been to the championship game at least. But uh, I think both teams have a lot to prove. I'm going to go with the home team and the Dallas Cowboys, though. Oh. Different, different picks? Second pick we're different on. I'm taking, the, I'm taking the Buccaneers here. I just It's hard to bet against Brady. It really sure, is. Sure, Um, Even though his offensive line's beat up, I, I still think that that team gets it done. I think Brady finds a way to win. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable picking against Tom Brady in week one because every year I usually do. Yeah. And I say, Father Time's got to catch up eventually. And then when he goes out and throws four or five touchdowns, that's when I go, okay, not doing that again. <laughs> uh, but every year, week one, I want to be the guy that goes, Father Time's catching up to Brady. And then when it happens, you I look like a be, fucking genius. You just want to be correct. I get yeah. it. That's fine. So I'm just going to keep doing that. That's like me picking the Packers every year. <laughs> one year, it's going to be right. And I'm going to look like a genius. So um, Father Time, did he catch up to Brady? Maybe, maybe I guess, not. I guess we'll see Sunday night. We're going to find out. Be I know I... Ken Jong did since he was on The Masked Singer. <laughs> Give me. <laughs> give, me the, give me give me the Buccaneers. I think they win. It's going to be a fun game, though. Good good way to end Sunday night, I think. Sure, absolutely. Uh, all right, Monday Night Football, we've got the Russell Wilson uh, redemption game. He, he gets to go up. speed pick if you want. Yeah, to. this one's really easy. I'm taking the Broncos. Seattle's going to be one of the worst teams in football. Uh, why this game is Monday Night Football is fucking baffling to me. Um, Views, that's why. Even then, though. Storyline, that's is it, why. Is it that great of a storyline over some of the other games? Well, I mean. Baker Mayfield against the Browns, albeit it is Jacoby Brissett. Baker against the Browns. They they didn't is, know that though going into it. They they right, had these schedules right. made though. I mean, I mean they had the schedule out before R- Russell 
technically. They could have flexed it, but <laughs> either way, fuck Monday Night Football. This game's going to suck ass. Russell Wilson, the Broncos are going to win by a million. Give me my newly drafted quarterback in Russell Wilson for the Broncos. I, just I have him in one league as well, yeah, so that's so. good. Uh, we yeah, have something in common. Pretty, pretty simple win here for the Broncos. All right, we're going to do a quick breakdown here. We've talked about this matchup forever. I don't know if there's even much to say right now. Next week, we'll spend more time breaking down the Browns and Jets because we're actually going to have something to talk about right now. We're going off of hope. Uh, Browns and the Panthers. We're going off of expectations. Don't even know what to expect, really. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is the starting quarterback against Baker Mayfield. Again, we know what Baker was in Cleveland. What's he going to do in Carolina? We don't know. Jacoby Brissett, decent backup quarterback. What's he going to do as a week one starter for a team with Super Bowl aspirations? We don't know. What's this offense going to look like for the Browns? We don't know. How's the run defense going to shape up against Christian McCaffrey, who's expected to be healthy? And if healthy is one of the best running backs in football, I don't know. Because our run defense isn't very good. So I'm, I'm very nervous about that matchup, if I'm being honest. I think McCaffrey could single-handedly win this game for Carolina if the stars align for him. I think the Browns could struggle offensively because Carolina does have a very good defense. They can get to the quarterback. Their secondary is very good. J.C. Horn was on pace to possibly be defensive rookie of the year last year till he broke his foot. Um, he's back. He's healthy. They have a Jeremy Chin, great safety. They have a really good defense. Um, the offensive line's kind of weak. The weapons, Robbie Anderson, D.J. Moore, um, Richard Higgins, not explosive. They just traded for LaVisca Shellnott. Um, again, not anybody that really scares me, especially when they're lining up against uh, uh, Greg Newsom, Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson. Nobody really scares me on that D on that offense except for Christian McCaffrey. Um, Baker is who he is. I think having 11 guys that know what one guy likes to do opposed to one guy who knows a defense kind of, I think is beneficial to us. Um, with that being said, I think the Browns team is going to come out for revenge, but they're going to play smart because the fancy is going to have them coached up well. You're going to have guys that want to kill Baker, and they might just do that because, again, Baker holds the ball, one of the longest holding uh, quarterbacks in football, and I think Miles Garrett, Devin Clowney, these guys are going to really get after him and, and make him uncomfortable. And as we've seen, when Baker's under pressure, he makes mistakes. I think that's what's going to lead the Browns to a very, very, very close victory. Very, very close victory. I think this could come down to within uh, one score, whether that's a, a field goal or a touchdown is to be determined, but I think it's going to be a one-score game. I could see this game being like 17 to 13 Browns. I Okay. I, I just can't wait to see the patented uh, Baker spin move a couple times. You know, the I love it. The I, just, I hope he right. does that and he spins right into Jadavian Clowney's <laughs> arms or Garrett's arms or even Perry and Winfrey. We'll see. So a couple of notes I wrote down just as a breakdown. I, yep. I said you have to make Baker beat you. Like you can't you can't let McCaffrey get away with what he's going to get That's away with. That's my number one thing. Stack the box. Stack Do the not box. let McCaffrey beat you. If Baker beats you with his arm on that stout secondary we have, tip your hat. Yep. And again, Browns fans, preface it with this. If we lose this game, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's gonna be going meltdown to be. Central. That's the, honestly, I think I said that last week. This is damn near a must-win game for the Browns because you can't lose this game. Mm -hmm. We've had the whole offseason of dealing with the, the the shit from the media because we have Deshaun Watson, the shit from the Baker Bros because they gave up on a guy who we'll talk about this next week. Hopefully, it's after a win. But I'm going to talk about how getting rid of a quarterback is just what teams do. The Seattle Seahawks are moving on, and Tyler Lockett saying. The fans should cheer for Russell Wilson, even though they just traded him away because he wanted out of Seattle. Baker wanted out of Cleveland. Remember that, Browns fans. He demanded a trade when Deshaun Watson said no to the Browns. Never forget that. 
Everyone acts like the Browns did him dirty. He waited till Deshaun Watson said no to go, fuck you guys. Never forget that, Browns fans. We'll talk about this again more next week after the game. <laughs> so my, my You're couple, getting me heated. We're at the end of the show. A couple other small points we can move on. <laughs> is um, I said so you have to make Baker beat you, but they're also going to make Jacoby beat them because the same thing. They, we have a, one of the best-run teams. They're going to stack the box against us just as well. Yep. Um, we have an elite passing defense, second secondary. Play like it. Don't, yep. let, don't let them get the easy passes create, on you. We have to create turnovers. You know Absolutely. Baker turns the ball over. He has the most turnovers since whatever. What was it, the 2018 draft? Yes. Uh, he has the most turnovers in the NFL since that, since that he's draft only, class He's only out. beating his backup right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Honestly. And uh, the other one was just run the ball. I mean, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That's, Smash that's mouth football. Be... That's the way the Browns are going to win on Sunday. I, you have to I stop say... the run in the trenches and run the ball well on the trenches on offense. That's the only way to victory here. 24-14 Browns. Okay, I, got, so. I like it. All right, so we both have Cleveland. Those are our picks for the week. A quick breakdown of the game because we ran a little long, so we're going to wrap up here with just the tip. Um, but, again, it's week one. It's it's hard to come in and really break down a game because, like, next week we can say, well, this guy looked really good. This happened. That happened. It's week one. We don't really have anything to go off of except for the 2021 season, which right. was – damn near a year ago so things have changed so this is just us guessing our best guess speculations and let's see what happens with these picks go browns let's do just a tip as always we start with our man tim buck too tim you said you're spicing it up a little bit this week huh buddy you're not doing a, a comedy show or anything like that you actually have something TV for us show. i actually got a tv show which is kind of crazy for me because i don't like watch i very i very rarely watch things but I was over a friend's house, um, and they... A friend, like, friend, or a friend? It was a friend. friend. Good friend. Got it. Okay. <laughs> good friend. Okay. Um, and we was all chilling, and they threw on a show called The Patient. Um, Ooh, okay. It's on Hulu. Um, I believe it's a book as well, but um, uh, Steve Carroll is the is a, is a doctor. He's a uh, therapist, um, and he gets a patient that... Uh, I've not heard of this. It is. It's, you it's so good. No. <clears throat> he gets a patient. Um, that he's kind of talking vague with him, and uh, Steve, you know, it, uh, Steve's character says, you know, at, you know, I want to be able to help you, but you have to stop talking vaguely. I need you to go deeply into things. And once he says that to him, he doesn't say anything right away, but he ends up. Steve Carroll wakes up and chained up like he's in a Saw movie. And he wakes up, he's next to like some toilet, you know, stuff that so he can wipe his butt. And but he's trapped in this basement. He has some type of food, some type of light. He's clean, he has clean bedding, but he cannot leave. Um, and the patient goes to tell him, like, I can open up to you, but I can't open up to you there. And the only way I can do that is if I keep you here. And man, it is wild. Um, just the first two episodes, because you see it, it aired on, um, on August 30th, uh, day before my birthday. Uh, <laughs> and, man, like I said, I, I I barely, I really don't watch that much TV. And when I watched this, I was stuck instantly. And I cannot wait to watch the next episode, which I believe it does air every Tuesday. Um, and... Uh, I went over there on a Monday, so I think I can watch the next episode. You got a new one waiting for you. Hey. Yes. I actually am very excited to watch this show. I, I've been watching the trailer for it for a long time. Yeah, I've never heard of this. It's weird. Uh, I actually started. 
Yeah, I definitely, I definitely can't wait to watch it. I was stuck. Um, I will say when it first came on, and uh, you know, like I said, when he woke up, I was, I was analyzing if I was in that situation. Yeah, what would you do? It's so fucked up. I say fuck it. At least I ain't got to. <laughs> so pay Steve Krause, exactly. Yeah, it's he's free the, down he's there. He's a doctor in this scenario. Is what yeah, you're he's a okay. he's a psychiatrist, and his patient is a bad dude. Got it. And uh, yeah, no, it looks really good. I've been really excited to watch this. Maybe but again, uh, I like to binge shit, so I'm waiting. And once there's more episodes out, I can't wait to fucking rip through it. Interesting. I have to give it a watch. No, I, I, I didn't see any, any trailer for it either. So I ended up starting uh, Only Murders in the Building, also a Hulu show. That's, that's good. I've that's heard that's great. Show. I always forgot about it. Show. And since I turned off the patient, I was like, let's start this. So we're like, I think we might be almost done with season one because each episode's only like a half yeah, hour. We can get through them pretty quick. Good show, though. Um, I probably haven't seen a trailer for that because I've been binge watching Game of Thrones the yep. last couple weeks. Um, probably because this show came out called The House of Dra- House of the Dragon, which is a um, called a prequel, I guess. It takes place 200 yeah. years prior to Game of Thrones timeline. Yep. Uh, it digs deep into the Targaryen bloodline or or the single branch tree line that they have. Um, but it's it's it talks about. Um, Aegon, it takes talks about Rhaenyra, it talks about Damian Targaryen, just talks about how like they all came to be, kind of just you know I think it's like the fourth or fifth like line down on their family tree that they talk about, um, but it's it's real good. The one thing that caught me off guard, especially with the newer two episodes, is just the time jumps. Um, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. And this, I know there's episode, more coming too. I believe this week all of a sudden was two years f- further along right. than the last episode. And if I'm not mistaken, if what I read is true, I think the next episode of the episode after jumps ten years because mm-hmm. there's a whole brand new character is playing Rhaenyra Targaryen, and Aegon gets is older now. Yeah. So, but it's great if you love Game of Thrones and you really loved everything about that show, how it was written, what they talked about, the action scenes. This is another show for you. It took a, it was a slow kind of coming into the first episode, kind of building all the character lines, um, but that fight scene with Damien in the last episode, the last uh, whatever, was amazing. So I'm I'm looking forward to see where this goes. Um, give it a watch. They're hour episodes. Clearly, they're on HBO. I think this is a ten season uh, first season. I think I already got picked up for season two, um, but I I recommend it, especially if you're a big fan of Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, I agree. I I love the show so far. I just. I don't like to pick anything till it's done in case they fuck up a couple episodes and maybe sure. I don't like it after them sure, anymore. Sure. But yeah, no, so far House of Dragons has been fantastic. Yep. Like yep. I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, uh, the I won't spoil anything, but the it's been spoiled already. When when Damon comes walking out after he did his thing, that was such a fucking awesome scene in last week's episode. Oh yeah, it was the, so yeah, great. Yeah. That was like a iconic like set the tone. Type yeah, thing. I, I'm loving it so far. It's it's fantastic. Um, speaking of fantastic, a movie that I watched on a whim just because I heard a couple good things and I decided this surprised me. Actually. I'll check it out. I loved it. I'm going with Elvis, the new movie that just came out with Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. Um, truthfully, I don't know a lot about Elvis. Uh, I knew that he was extremely popular with people. I guess I didn't realize his level of fame. That dude was the biggest fucking person on the planet. Everybody knew and loved him. He was the biggest superstar before superstars were a thing. And this dives deep into the behind the scenes stuff. If you know anything about him, I'm sure you might be familiar with the name Colonel Tom Parker, who was the manager for Elvis throughout his entire career. And did you dig deep into this, like the backstories with all these after this movie was over? Uh, no, because there was a book recommended about Elvis after it was at the, uh, from Jeselnik on their podcast uh, a long time ago. He said that he saw the movie and thought it was going to be a fucking joke and loved it. And then he ended up reading a book about Elvis and said it like changed the way he thought about Elvis entirely. So that got me thinking, I'll check out the movie, see if it does anything for me. 
and it did. I, I truly loved it. It was. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but it is fucking fantastic. It's so good. Um, it's a fun movie. It's it's got really interesting parts that I didn't know about with Elvis. You just learn a lot. Uh, I, I love learning about shit like that. And I didn't know Elvis was as big as he was. Like it was so far beyond my time. Um, because he was huge in like the fifties, sixties, et cetera. Obviously, that's way before my time. So I knew he was big and people loved him. I just didn't know to what extent. And this really puts a magnifying glass on everything. And the the behind the scenes shit, you it makes you really feel bad for Elvis and to to an extent. And um, just really really great movie. Honestly, I loved it. This this is up there as my movie of the year. Truthfully, it's the best thing I've seen in a long time. We haven't we haven't watched it yet. It's on the our list to watch once I saw be, it come on HBO. Max. Be prepared. It's almost three hours. Is so it? yeah, okay. we broke it up. I think we watched. Like half of it Sunday night, and we woke up and watched the rest of it because we started at like eleven thirty. I didn't realize it was a three-hour movie. So right. Tara's like, "I'm kind of getting tired." I'm like, "All right, I don't want to accidentally fall asleep and have to like remember where we were." So I'm like, "We'll just turn it off right now." Yeah. So so we want to watch it, and but but I did look up like the backstory, not the backstory, but like some of the like the character acting, like what what he gave, what he mm-hmm. what, like how he went into character and how he really learned to he was be Elvis. fantastic as Elvis. Truthfully. I, and I heard some of the scenes where they cut away. I haven't, again, I haven't seen it, but I heard they do kind of back and forth of real image and like re and him yeah too, so they do point. show real elvis and it is i mean his look is close apparently i forgot who told me it might have been tara he actually is somehow a in the lineage he he's related somehow to elvis actually right. by like a long distance but still but like there is a connection that's kind of cool and then yeah they do he does if i'm not mistaken his own singing for like the first half of the movie and then once elvis uh, this isn't spoiler it's all fact uh elvis joined the military and went away for a couple of years so to help his image and when he came back, he, his voice style changed. He went deeper. So they eventually they had to use actual Elvis audio for the, the second half of the movie. But uh, I think Austin Butler did most of his own singing in the beginning, and he did a great job. That's it was awesome. It's yeah. truly, honestly, it was, a, it was a great movie. I loved it. Can't wait to watch it. Uh, so check out Elvis. Uh, that's going to do it for this week of Talking About Balls, ladies and gentlemen. Again, go vote for everybody at Redline Radio at ohioentertainment.media. Um, check out everybody's show come back for more for us next week again if we end up having to change our time to 8 to 10 which it is what it is we're okay with it uh we'll let everybody know and we'll see you then for week two of the nfl and on behalf of everybody at talking about balls there's a lot of people saying lots of things but in the end you got to listen to yourself thank you everybody